And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. And welcome to another edition of the Weighing In Podcast with the real punk, Joshua Thompson, X lightweight champion from strike force i just had to say that i don't know why because i was looking at a picture and he had the he had the dye in his hair and you know when you had the dye in your hair, i forgot about the dye in the hair yeah. looked a little bit like cindy lopper but wow. we are here for another version of our podcast weighing in and i hope you are going to enjoy because we got a lot to talk about today josh we've got the fight that just occurred holly home versus irene aldana and holly home put on a performance what do you think, man? You and I were, I know we're probably thinking the same exact thing that I would go back to my coaches and I would probably fire them. Oh. Never once did I hear them say, cut the cage off. Or at least give her a clue of how to do it. Yeah, I'm not something. saying that's the right time, but how did she not know how to at least take the steps to cut somebody off that continues to circle? You've got to cut off the movement. That's the only way you're going to get in that position that you want to be. I was, I, I honestly, was sad. by the, by the midway through the second round, I was like, she's not going to ever make any adjustments. This no. is never going to happen. The only thing she, she did was she, she went forward faster. Yeah. And <laughs> like, ran, that's not going to do it. Just chased after her faster. That's all she tried to do. Just chasing. That's all she was. She was chasing the whole time. And Holly, I mean, like, <clears throat> You you must have seen Holly fight, I don't know how many times. Yeah, and you knew not that, like she did anything different. She circles that way every time. Paul Felder even said it. She throws that same combination all the time. It's her one of her favorite combinations, if not her favorite one. You know what she's going to do now. I understand the side kick is a little nuisance, and so is that little front thigh kick. Those are things that you got to work around, but those are ways you cut the cage off. You give feints to make her react and then throw. That's what Amanda Nunes did so well. She fainted, made her react, and when Holly kind of half reacted, she threw the head kick and knocked her out. You've got to get her to react and then try to react off of that. But you can't do that when you're just running after her, basically just chasing her like like Rocky chasing, chasing a chicken. I mean, that's really what it looked like in the fucking case tonight. I mean, I, I feel bad because I really thought she was going to make it a fight, but... Never in my mind did I think that Holly was going to stand there for her to box with, though, either. But, I mean, I thought Holly would get put more into the clinch and things like that, but she never had to. The speed was such a factor. I mean, Holly, I mean, at, what, 38 years old, was so much faster than her. And then not only faster, but just knew how to keep the distance and the range with the side kick to the thigh kick to the long, the long straight left. I mean, she did everything beautiful tonight. Everything that we talk about that's important in fighting is – you know, being able to control range, understanding the range, because there's there's a variety of ranges in fighting, and you'll see at times, you know, we'll talk about it. One person wants to fight at a kickboxing range while the other person wants to fight at a boxing range. Then another person wants to fight at a, you know, even tighter than that, that phone booth fighting range, get into the clinch, get into you know, a dirty boxing situation. But you have to know the range that you need to be successful in this. You know what Holly does. You know how she moves and you know what range she likes. So you have to have a game plan going into this of this is the range where I believe I can be successful. And then if you have to make adjustments off of that, then we'll make adjustments, you know, either mid round or between rounds with the coach. I, 
I'm just being honest. She needs, in my opinion, I'm not saying her coaches don't know what they're doing, but obviously there's a a lack of communication going on for that girl as far as she didn't, she's never faced anyone that moves like Holly. And there's, there's obviously a lot of uh, people out there that are more flat footed and, and do things in a slower course, but you have to be ready for those people. And that's what your training camp is for. And you got to have people out there, you know, that you're training with and you're sparring with that are moving and mimicking what, you know, Holly Holm has done throughout her career. So you're used to it, and you're used to taking the steps to cut off that motion and make her move back to another side. Or if not, I'm going to take the step and attack off of it. But it was uh, it was clear the levels of professionalism, if you want to say, of uh, knowledge when it comes to fighting, coaching. Uh, yeah. Well, fight IQ. Holly Holm had it, and unfortunately. Yeah. You know, Irene Aldana did not, and it, it that was a big factor in this fight and in, in her performance. Because look at she's got heart. There's no doubt, man. She took a lot of shots and yeah. she kept coming forward. She kept trying. She just had no idea what to do, and it was you know, I'm not saying it was sad, but it's sad when someone in that position is fighting at that level, and they don't know what to do, and then. Obviously, her coaches don't know what to do to tell her to get her to, to change what's going on. So yeah, yeah that's the scariest. That's the scariest part right there. It's that even if your coaches did know what to say and they weren't able to get you to do it, I've I've understood in times like sometimes fighters just don't listen; they just shut down. Yeah, but there needs to be there there needs to be a relationship with you and your coach to understand that your coach has to have some sort of power or authority to get you to snap out of something. And I mean, like, and I've been blessed enough that I've had Javier at one of my fights and he couldn't get me to snap out of it. So Bob stepped in and Bob was able to get me to snap out of it. Didn't lead to a win, but I fought a different fight in the fourth and the fifth round versus what I was fighting in the first three rounds. You know what I mean? So you need to have, you need to have those coaches that can make, that can get through to you to make you fight a different type of fight. You know, like, Hey, you need to do this. Otherwise you will lose and it won't matter how you lose. No, it, it goes down as a, as a L anyways. doesn't matter if you lost by submission or knockout or, you know, or decision or split decision, it still goes as an L. And so that's the one thing, like you need to have those type of conversations with your coach and your coach needs to have that type of conversation with you, you know, and some, sometimes it's rough and harsh in the corner, but like, I, I just, she just didn't have not even, but here, even when your coach is not coaching you, you as a fighter need to know you're down. You're down, not just one round. Now you're down two. And, and I'm getting hit with the same shit every time. That means that you as a fighter need to develop your fight IQ at that moment and say, you know what? None of the avenues that I'm going down right now are working and I got to make this change. She just, but like you said, the one change she made was she just ran in faster. That was it. There was nothing else. That was it. Not even like trying to like shoot it on the double like, legs. Yeah. There was nothing that, that made me think, okay, like threaten more of the takedown. Like just nothing. There was nothing. It just was the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. You know, even, you know, even when you, you watched when Holly would get into the clinches with her, what offensive actions did you really see? She did a couple of good elbows. I'll give her that. But if you have someone that's moving on you, that much what is it that you need to do to slow them down well you got to start attacking those legs yeah and so if you're in the clinch we'll start you know what 
start bringing knees. Even if your back's against the cage, you got to figure out ways. I got to, I got to bring, you know, swing a knee, get it into the thigh. Just do something that's going to start to make it a little bit to where that leg is a little bit slower, doesn't move as well, not as fast. I never saw anything with it. And that's where I'm saying that, you know, the fight IQ that I saw out of, you know, not only her, it's just her corner. I'll get out the one thing I'll say about her corner. At least they were honest with her. You yeah. Know, you've lost three rounds so far. They, yeah. they showed that part and stuff. And it's like, thank God they said that. Yeah. Because yeah, you have, you got to do something here, but I really, uh, it was, it was enlightening in a way just to see the difference of how both women approached that fight once the fight was on and what little adjustments they made and, and how it played out. You could just see the difference in one fighter just understanding fighting way better. Yeah. Yeah, the, like like we've said before, like and people have said before, there's levels to the game and there's... Oh yeah, Aldana's just not on that level right now, and even Holly being at 38, she just has too much experience. Whether it's boxing, kickboxing, MMA, she just has way more experience all the way around in all combat sports, and it just showed tonight. Now, I'm not really realistically. I mean, who else do you see her fighting? That's the problem. You've got you've got Amanda, you've got Holly, you've got uh, Jermaine, and those are the three. I can't think of anyone else. I mean, like sure, we saw a little bit of. uh, um against uh jermaine tonight juliana juliana pena we saw her tonight and i mean she obviously she didn't get the win but it was one of those fights like, she had moments she fought hard she, she fought, fought hard. hard and she fought exactly how she had to fight yes to try to beat jermaine so you're looking and going hey i understand exactly why you put yourself in the positions you were, you were getting into and things there's nothing more that she can do unless you just she just wants to get a payday yeah. She wants to win that fight. There's one way for her to win it. It was, it was the same thing because <laughs> I had looked at the betting line. The betting line on Jermaine getting a submission, I think, was at 850 or 9. So it was Jeez. 9 to 1. I'm like, well, that's a bet you don't make. Yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things. You guys hear that? How did that, tell, how did that taste coming out of your mouth? Uh, no, <laughs> a little bit like vinegar? Huh? I, Is that how I, it tasted? I, I actually picked Jermaine to win it, but I said there's yeah. no way she's winning it by submission. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. wrong. Um. Yeah, things like that happen. You, those are things that I think um, when you're fighting someone who's mainly all stand-up, you sometimes will take for granted, especially if you're the grappler. Uh, there was a couple of times I got to give you guys a little uh, throwback. I fought D- uh, Dwayne Ludwig, and uh, I was beating him up in the first round. Uh, it got, he Somehow we got into a scramble on the ground. He tried to hook sweep me. There was like literally 10 seconds left. I, I get to all fours. He gets behind me. And I poke my head up to kind of look at the clock. He fucking sinks a rear naked choke and swear to God, almost fucking went to sleep within like 10 <laughs> seconds left, 10 seconds left. He's on my back. He fucking almost finishes me. I, how embarrassing would that have been? I was just taking it for granted. Like I'm doing, it's not good enough to tap me on the ground. That dude lashed around my neck so fast. Fucking my sphincter <laughs> tightened up. Like oh, I'm about to lose in front of all these people. Unbelievable <laughs> to a fucking striker. So, but no, it was just one of those moments, man. I think, and I think the same thing happened tonight with Juliana Pena. She just took it for granted. Like, Hey, I'm the one on the ground. I'm, I'm finally got you down. And this, it just, it's one of those things. Um, but she, she should have had a clue. Let's be honest. When she went for the choke in the second round and then she got put into the Von flu. Yeah. It was tight there for a second. You could tell she was starting to have some panic on her. Yeah. So that right there would tell you. 
Whoa. All right. Jermaine's gotten a little bit better in her grappling uh, arsenal here. I, I need to be a little bit careful in that situation. But, you know, I, I again, I take nothing away from Juliana. She fought hard. She fought it. She fought the fight she needed to fight to try to win that. Mm -hmm. She's just going against Jermaine's stand up is so good. She yep. was looking, you know, some of the shots that Juliana got hit with. I was like, man, she she got some whiskers on that chin because that thing was that thing had some heat on it. Yeah, but the she same going. same thing goes for the other way around. Juliana Pena hit her with some fucking nasty shots yeah. against the wall against the cage, yeah. and I saw the look on Jermaine's face, like, oh shit, this is not happening to me right now. She got rocked. <laughs> she got rocked a couple times. Yeah. You know, you saw her let her her knees buckle a little bit. She just stood obviously still in the pocket throwing back. But it was like one of those situations where I'm like, like that's that whole, damn, I can't lose to a grappler. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't get knocked out by a grappler. That's like no different than getting tapped out by a stand-up person. So it, I'm sure that both things went through each other's minds at those moments when Juliana Pena rushed her with some good combinations against the fence, rocked her a little bit, you know, you know, and then they got back into the clinch and she was able to work her way through it. But the same thing must have been going through Juliana's mind when they got taken, when she got the takedown and was end up on top, right, in the guillotine. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like Juliana Pena's getting her stride back. She was out for, what, two years, you know, because she had a baby, you know, yeah. trying to be a mother, or is being a mother. She's not trying to be a mother. She is being a mother. That's just, yeah. That's doing a good job of trying yeah, to be a mother. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, like. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just more like she's probably figuring out how to get, get training in, still be there for the baby, still be there. Well, you know, I'm assuming, you know, just be there at home like with family. That's hard. That's not an easy thing to do for for uh, for anyone and then be able to separate yourself and, and go back to get training in and come back and, and, and fight top level people. And she's ranked number four, you know, so I think she'll show anymore. Yeah, I know. But look another, at that. I'm a poet. Didn't even know. Okay. Yeah. But another I think I think, I'm you know, fighting Jermaine, though, too, who's ranked number one. So I don't think she's going to drop too much. Not much. Yeah, I know. So if she does drop, maybe just one. But yeah. I mean, uh, she's beat uh, she beat Nico Montoya, Montano. And so she's got, and then she lost to Jermaine. She lost to Valentina. Those are not bad losses. Those two losses right there to the champ and then to the to the uh, <laughs> no, one she, contender. Got to figure back at UFC 200, she had that win against Kat Zingano. And it was a good win because she was taking Kat down. And Kat's got good wrestling. Yeah. That's solid when it comes to all of her grappling situations. And, and Juliana was all over, able to stay in the top position. She's a good grappler and she's a scrappy fighter. I mean, she's just tough, you know, losing to Valentina. That to me, that is, uh, there's no shame in that. I still say she's just. No, technically I, I look at it as two years off or a year, you know, two, almost two, basically two years off from fight to, to fight it takes time to get your body back on track. And then I can't even imagine like having a baby, you know what I mean? And then trying to get your body from there to come back on track versus guys. When we take two months off, we just drink and eat and whatever it is. We don't have to yeah, worry about Yeah, we have food it. babies. Yeah, we have food babies. Exactly <laughs> what it is. You know, uh, Dave's call podcast, Dave's carrying one right now. So he's always <laughs> <laughs> so got one just lingering above his belt. Um, yeah, it just was one of those... It was an unfortunate situation where she got caught, but I mean, I feel like she's still just kind of getting her stride back into the full time of being a full time fighter again. So I, yeah. I'm looking. She's still what? Is she's young? She's 31 years old. She's got, I'd say, another five, at least four or five years left in her to get her back on track. Yeah, I want, I want, time. I wanted to go back to the main event because what we saw from the opponent from this week and last week was the same, very similar. One stood right in front of the kicking range, and the other one tried to rush in on the kicking range. 
which like when you took Paul Acosta versus Izzy and you take the two of them and you're thinking to yourself, these aren't the fights that you I expected to see from the opponents in fighting in the main event. You know what I mean? Like I expected to see Paul Acosta come hard and cut the cage off, wrestle, mix everything up, didn't do any of it. And then I expected to see more of the same thing from uh, Aldana. It's just cutting the cage off, you know, and throwing big punches, potentially threatening like clinch, you know, knees, elbows, that kind of thing. But then mainly the boxing, getting inside, getting inside the pocket and boxing. And when you don't know how to cut the cage off, it's just not, you're really just working from back. You're working from way behind, especially against someone like Holly Holm. You know, footwork is something that most people don't even consider as far as, how difficult it can be to do it properly and it's one of the fundamentals of fighting it's one of the first things you learn is your footwork and balance and then you learn as things go on how do i slide myself into this position how do i move how do i cut this off how do i slide back how do i turn off all of those that's what you know you're doing when you are shadow boxing and you're hitting bags you're doing those you're mimicking those movements over and over and over again so they become natural for you when you are actually competing against another opponent. I, I just didn't see anything with it. It was shocking to me how poor that was yeah. out of a really good fighter. And again, I give her nothing for credit. She's a tough, tough you know, lady. I, I give her nothing. She had no quit in her because you know, at the end, she, Holly was lighting her up and she yeah. was still trying to come after her. So, but... I, I just look at it and I go, man, you need to get with some people that can show you how to do these things and give you the technique that's going to make you successful because you've already been successful. So when someone's standing in front of you and you, she's had wins over like Betch Kohei and, and, and people like that and she knocked out, uh, what's her name, who just fought last week, um, Vieira. You know? okay. So it's she's obviously a good fighter, but... When you match up with that, you know, person that understands movement in boxing, you've got to be able to have a plan to take away, not all of it, but a lot of what they want to do. You, you put a, you're putting a roadblock on it. You're taking, you're cutting it off and making, forcing them into something they don't want to do. Well, let's be real though. I mean, the, the real, the reality of it is that you have Holly Holm, you've got Steven Thompson, you've got Machida, you've got uh, MVP. You've got guys like guys and girls that move that way that you it's hard to find someone to mimic their style. And so as True. much as as much as I want to I would like to say like hey, Aldana messed up, she didn't do this, she didn't do that. It's hard to find anyone to mimic that style of a fighter. Someone that moves as well as they do, someone who doesn't get tired normally. Like, you know, Well, I'll tell you what, Holly Holmes got a gas tank. She got a she? gas tank on her for them to Man. move that much, to be on your bicycle that much for 5 rounds. It's exhausting. It's, it's it's so tiring. People don't get how tiring it is. And then to have someone who's actually chasing after you makes it even more tiring, you know, yeah. as they're trying to throw punches and they're chasing after you. And they're, it's, so I tip my hat a lot to her being 38 years old. She has, and she is a little, she has slowed down a tiny bit. The combination is kind of being the same. It's kind of getting a little repetitive. So people are starting to figure out a little bit, but she still looks what, really good. For a repetitive combination, yes. she landed that straight left hand down the pipe. How many times? It's a speed factor, though. I felt the speed and the range that she has. It was the range her, factor. Yeah, but the speed's yeah. got to get it there. I mean, you can be long yeah. and still be slow as hell. And she's she's not that. She's neither of those. She's long. I mean, she's both of them. And she's fast as hell, and she's 
long as hell. She knows how to use every all of her tools. She she uses very well, very yeah. well. And it showed tonight. I mean, and it, like you said, there's there's levels to this, and she made she made Aldana look really bad. Pull up yeah. the card, Dave. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, what other fights stood out to you tonight? Well, I enjoyed the dad bod fight with yes, Jorgen De Castro, who I like. He's a good guy against yeah. Carlos Felipe, who I'd never watched before. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man, that, that guy's he's carrying some uh, extra tonnage, which I appreciate, man. That's I'm a sure good you thing. do. Yes. Okay, thank you very much. But I'll tell you what, man, he had a gas tank too, man. He yes, was he going the whole time. You know, did not slow down, was coming yeah. forward, was... I, I was impressed, man. He's a tough dude. You know, yeah. Jorgen DeCastro can throw. He's got he's got some power in his hands. He's got a lot of knockouts if you look at his record. And man, I'll tell you what, Felipe had no respect for him at all. He just was like, come on, let's go. And marched him down, hit some big shots, took a couple shots, but kept walking forward off of it. You know, get gets hit or kicked to the body. He goes, Come on, do it again, right? All right, you got some padding there, but it still hurts. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got as much padding as podcast Dave. Uh, uh, um, no, I, I want to know. I, you have a beautiful dad bod. Is that what you just said? I said I have a beautiful ab. Oh, ab. You have one ab. ab. Yeah, ab. ab. Um, Carlos uh, Felipe. Felipe. Yeah, I thought Felipe. I thought he, Felipe. He looked good. I thought he looked, he looked great. great. The problem I had with him was, and I, I'm gonna obviously I always play a little bit of the negative Nancy here. But is in the fifth in the third round, fifth round, the third round. He fifth kept round, letting himself be put to the cage, and the ref kept stopping him. He got lucky that the ref was doing that. He was—I don't know if he was complaining yeah. to the ref about the fact that he was pressed the fence, or he was complaining about the fucking nut shots he was taking. He was taking nut shot after <laughs> nut shot after nut shot with the boxing. I was like, "What are you, ref? What are you watching? What are you doing?" And then every t every what every like what minute, thirty-five seconds, minute. The ref breaks him and set, lets him come back out. But then he lets the guy do it again. He lets Jorgen put him right back up against the fence. And I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, it was it was, it was was a good fight up until I think the third round. I was getting a little frustrated watching. I'm like, you're complaining to the ref, but you're letting yourself get put to the fence. And the ref's doing you a favor by letting by separating oh. you way more than I've ever seen any ref separate anybody in, in MMA. So go ahead. Go ahead. Let me hear you vent on this because you're the, the ref. I'm not vetting on anything. You're the one vetting on the ref, man. Go ahead, man. Uh, was it right or was it wrong? It's a little excessive. A little sometimes, excessive. Well, sometimes what 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 occurs is when you're the referee there, you know that the promotion wants to have a good fight. And I, I tell guys all the time, hey, you can't make a bad fight yeah. good. doesn't matter how many times you separate people, stand them up. If it's a bad fight, it's going to be a bad fight. But you can definitely make a good fight bad yeah so don't get into this i need to make this a good fight ref it officiate it the same as you would any other fight you know a normal fight that you're doing you're going to do the same things have your criteria for why you will separate people be it on the ground or against the cage you had that same criteria that same thing that comes to a certain point this is why i'm going to separate you and that's what you go with don't change it well, he was doing it. Whoever the ref was, yeah, what's well, his name? Sa Sa Sataki or Devin Sataki. Whatever he was yeah. doing, that's he had his game, and that's what he was doing. And I was like, "All right, whatever." I mean, like I understand. Like, honestly, for me, 
when I was watching it with the ref, I'm like, cool, two heavyweights being broken up a lot. Cool, maybe we'll see a little more action. <laughs> maybe but we'll it, get a knockout. If it was two smaller guys, I'd be a little like, all right, these guys normally move a ton. Give them a second to catch their breath, and you know they'll get back at it. But um, let's see the rest of the card. You keep leaving. How right about here. Carlos yeah. Condit? Carlos hey. looked good, man. We had talked about it before, and I said, man, he's an underdog in this. Yeah. That's the bet to make. Yep. Right? Yep. I said, you want to take Carlos in this because, look, you always take a good underdog. And I looked at that. I said, man, I cannot believe they had him as an underdog. He looked really good. Yeah. I think he was almost a th- – uh, he was plus 230 or plus – yeah, plus 230 or plus That's 260. A lot. I think it was plus 230 or 235, something like that. He shouldn't have. I mean, I think he should have been a lot closer than that. But hey, man, well, I think it's because he had how many losses in a row. I mean, I that would six. be the reason. Yeah, you know. No, but you, but you also got to look at who he lost to. Yeah, you know, he had the championship fight, you know, against Robbie Lawler. All right, that was a loss I know, and he had Damian Maya because I did both of those, and he got choked, and then he lost to Neil Magny. But Neil, Neil Magny. Is a freaking <laughs> stud, man. Everyone, yeah. I don't know why people don't give that guy the credit that he deserves because he can do it on. He's got a gas tank, you know. So, but you look at who he lost to and stuff, and you go, All right, you know, you always got to look at who does where, how did he lose, yeah, you know. And, and the problem with some of those was he lost by submission on quite a few of them, which sometimes tells you something about what's going on, but. Carlos Condit, I always, I always used to put him, him and Josh Barnett. I know it's two guys that you know are definitely not similar, but they were similar in this. Carlos Condit has the nickname of natural born killer, and I always used to say certain guys have a mean streak. Josh Barnett, you know, I love the way he fights. You know, I love everything you know that he has done as far as you know the way he competes, but he's got that mean streak, which is a good thing. And Carlos Condit, he's got that mean streak. He likes to hurt you. You know, there comes that point when he's doing well, I want to hurt you. It's not only I want to win, I want to hurt you. And that was Carlos. And, you know, some guys, very few guys actually have that. Yeah. It's not a normal thing. Most guys, they want to win. You know, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm going to try to hit you as hard as I can to get my win, but I don't really want to hurt you. Carlos, he wants to hurt you. Hmm. You know, and I, and I always liked that about him. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was one of those guys, very uh, unassuming. Like you yeah, see him guy. and you're just like, I could beat your ass. And you realize and he's, and he's awkward and he's awkward <laughs> in what he does, but it works. Yeah. You know, it works for him. You know, he comes up with some weird angles and he lands stuff. He leans back, but he sets his feet and as yeah. he leans back. He'll throw off of it. You know, he, he's a hard, you know, package because he's got a really good ground game, even though he doesn't have a, you know, jujitsu black belt on the ground. You know, against most guys, he's really good. Yeah, in the WC, he was one of those guys that most of his fights were on the ground, and most of them ended yep. by submission because he was so good on the ground. And then yeah, he and so he submitted some good guys. Yes, he did. He submitted Brock Larson was submitting everyone. Yep, I uh, remember he was, that. He fight. was a he was a freaking you know white gorilla from freaking Minnesota, and Carlos submitted him. <laughs> Didn't he sub? Was his name Jason Taylor? What was the guy that kicked the the limousine window out? Who's on the ultimate? Fight. Oh no no that that was uh Jesse Taylor. Jesse Taylor. I think he didn't Jesse he did they fight each other in WC? Oh, I don't think so. Oh yeah, maybe I'm thinking Carlos so. Condit and him now. Maybe that was Brock Larson I was thinking of then. 
Because didn't he catch Brock in a triangle? There he is right there. Armbar. Armbar. Yeah, I remember watching that fight. Yeah, he's good. He's good off his back. He's got good submissions. I mean, I think it just towards the end of, like, when you start getting older, you know, you don't do the things you used to do. You're not as active as you used to be from the bottom. Whatever it is, you know, your training takes a little bit of a hit here and there. I mean, there could be a lot of other issues as well. But, I mean, it really just comes down to you're just getting older. That's what it is. But he's well, still he, fun to watch tonight. Yeah. I mean, the first round, Court was actually winning it until yes. that last second when he got knocked on his butt. I was just about to say that. It went, you know, the, then the round went to Carlos. But after that, Carlos was doing, man, the second round, he looked fantastic. He was landing all kinds of different combinations. So. Yeah, it was like he needed that little boost of confidence. Once he yep. dropped him, and then it was all of a sudden the fight just changed. Like, oh, I still got, I still have some yeah. pop. Yeah, I got something in me, and I can still do this. And my footwork, things just started falling into place. And then Cord just couldn't get out. He was just quicksand the whole time. He couldn't get out of his own way. Every time he tried to yeah. do something, he'd get hit. And just and he always lost the last bit of the exchange. If that got, was well, Carlos finished. Yep. He would if he started the exchange, he still finished the exchange. If Court started the exchange, Carlos was finishing the that exchange. And you go, that's smart fighting. That's what yeah. you're looking for out of your fighter. I want a guy who's standing there and landing the last shot as he's exiting out. Got it. Catches people's eyes and it's effective. So card let's see this um what fight was i looking oh the jordan fight <laughs> that what? was a good fight it was a very good fight and with the draw that was a really good fight but those are the those are the odds that we should have that we should be talking about i think jordan was like a six six to one favorite four to one favorite i think or six to one i think it was maybe it was four to one four to one favorite going on the bed joshua lines. looked good Yes. That first two rounds, but that last round he was having a problem. But that first two rounds, man, he he freaking put he put him on his butt. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. It's a lot better than people gave him credit for. Yeah. He was chaining things to, together really well. He was uh throwing the combination, staying along with that push kick to the belly. Uh, you know, he was circling a lot. He was for someone who that we were just talking about earlier with Holly, how she moved so much. And when she moves so much, you get tired. And that's exactly what uh, happened to Joshua. Yeah, Joshua got yeah. tired in that third round. He couldn't move as much, and his feet started standing still. And next thing you know, he's taking shots and putting his back to the fence and getting losing takedowns. But all in all, I thought it was a very action-packed fight. I thought Fun they, fight. They came to fight, and then they put on a great show. I could have seen it going either way. Um, I actually gave it to Joshua, but barely. But I could see it being the draw. I mean, Well, like Joshua had... The first two rounds, I think you're right. Yeah, but then Jordan ended up he that was ten eight. Was you think that's so? how you had your split draw? One judge gave Joshua, he gave him the first two rounds, then gave Jordan the the last round ten eight. That makes it a twenty eight twenty eight fight. Oh. Then you had one judge giving the fight to Joshua, one fight giving the fight to Jordan, one judge giving the fight to Jordan. Without that ten eight, I would have said the last round was the ten eight. I thought it was a fair assessment on that round. Hmm. So that's how you get get the split draw. I gotcha. I gotcha. The shitty part of that is knowing that both of them put on a great fight and they're only going to get paid their show money. <laughs> that's the shitty part. I almost feel like. I always feel like they should take and take the win money and split it. Yeah. That's that might, what should be done. Yeah. That or I think the promoter that's should make fair. the promoter should make an assessment. Was the fight worth both of them getting their win money? 
like that fight well, to me yeah. was worth it and that you know and if it wasn't worth it like if you get two people that it's a split draw because it was so fucking boring and it's like no nah, you guys just both get your show money it's almost like just say hey we'll give you a bonus i understand it was un- not under your control but obviously if someone won the first two rounds and then the third round guy comes back that lost the first two rounds he gets a 10 8 that means it was a pretty damn good fight yeah normally well for one of them at least yeah. in the third round yeah yeah <clears throat> But I thought it was a good fight. I thought both of them looked great. Very, uh, Josh was very under, uh, for me, it was very unassuming. I looked at him, I'm like, no, no, he's uh, he's going to get mopped, you know? And then and then I started re- I started seeing the odds, the betting odds, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to get mopped. Next thing you know, the fight's good. I'm like, wow, this is, this is really good. <laughs> These guys are throwing down. It was very nice. And then he, uh, Jordan got dropped at the end of the first. I think it was the end of the first. He got dropped. Yep. And then yep. going to the second round, that was the confidence you could see in, in Joshua. Joshua came back with a little more confidence in the second, but then he started getting tired towards the end of the second and then the third and changed everything. So, How about overall, the Kenny fight. fight, though? How about the Kenny fight? Good fight. God damn, he looked good. That, I, I can't even say his name. The the Chinese guy, I can't say. If I, if I was able to say that name, it's it's going to be wrong, I know. But uh, God dang that Casey Kenny fight Kenny. was just so good. Alatang, yeah, it's Alatang Hali. Hali, Hali Alatang. Alatang Hali is is his name. But it's man, that dude is tough. His ribs were beat up. Ho oh, ho, dude! It the was, kicks, yeah, and uh, everything that Casey Kenny was putting on him. But you, there was times you could see Casey Kenny's hitting, him and, he, and Casey's a southpaw. And he hits him with a straight left, and you see him shake his hand out multiple times. Yeah. Like, damn, man, that's hurting my hand. <laughs> that dude's head's hard because he took big shots throughout that fight and just kept going. And that dude's got a heart as big as his chest because no one wants to take the shots that he was taking in that and continue on. That's that's a bitch. But, God, Casey Kenny was just, he was in a groove. He was feeling it. And even went back after the fight, I love you, he goes, he says, I want to fight next week. <laughs> yeah he's not gonna want to fight next week once he feels his hands tomorrow when i when i think of this when i think back about this fight because this, this was earlier in the night is now that we've already talked about aldana I, I felt like it was the same thing like you never made any adjustments to catch kicks yeah. like reach around it catch it loop it whatever it is maybe shoot off of it knowing he wants to throw it there was never a change of trying to catch the kick he just kept leaning and trying to drop his elbow into it yeah, but you and take a look and you know what it's like when you're getting hit to that forearm and yep. that elbow with that kick over and over. By the end of that fight, you know, man, that that arm is not moving, no. man. You it is painful. It doesn't you can't hardly extend it out. So, he's just, you know, he's a walking punching bag at that yeah. time, you know, just but tough as hell cuz he's staying in the fight, but man, that was some damage he took in that fight. But there was no reason for Kenny to change his game plan because he was Oh no. He wasn't making any adjustments. He wasn't like trying to shoot off of it. He wasn't trying to throw the right hand off of it. He wasn't trying to catch the kicks. I mean, if you want someone to, if you want someone to stop kicking you, catch their kick one or two times and they'll stop. You know, or check their kicks if it's a, lay, a low level leg kick, check their kick. You know, they'll stop kicking pretty quick. You know, they'll throw one, maybe two more depending on how hard you check the first one. But um that was a remedy right away. Um, when I fought Gil, the first time I tore him up with late body kicks and leg kicks and all that. Second fight, he worked with Johnson on, psh, worked on catching kicks. Second fight, 
totally different fight because I couldn't kick to the body anymore. He would catch my kicks every single time. Gone. And just uh, after one or two times, you know, or occasionally they slipped out throughout the rest of the fight, you know, one here, one there. But you realize right away, okay, look, I got to stop kicking to the body because he's just kept catching it every single time. And there just never was an answer. You know, and Kenny just kept going to the going to the well. There's no reason for him to change it if you're not going to make any changes yourself. So, I thought it was a great fight, good performance. Oh. Um, you know, felt bad for um, Alatang. He just didn't. He didn't make any changes. Go ahead and say the go ahead and say the name. Go Alat, ahead. Alatang. Alatang. Hali. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah, people give me a hard time because I butcher people's names. But hey, I'm not that one. Yeah, everyone's gonna butcher. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> I don't care who you are. So, uh, next fight. What other fight was on there? It was good. How about the opening fight? And that I was very impressed. I missed it with Sorry, Luigi. Man. Oh man, it. I'll tell yeah. you what, because uh, a Iron, I want to mm -hmm. say was his name, Justin Iron. Man, he I watched him fight before, and he is tough. He takes big shots, and Luigi. Been the Ramini, man, he put him on. We heard him, went after him, and then, and I, I'll give Paul Felder credit because he called it exactly right. He threw a kick in tight. I mean, they, they were close. It, it was it was at a range that you're going. That's not the normal time when someone's going to kick, and he's up against the cage too. So you know what it's like if you're going to kick. You're going. I don't want my toes going and hitting that either. Yeah. Dude, he lays this kick up, shin on jawbone putting him down off of that and ending the fight. And you go, man, that was sweet because I wouldn't have thrown it even if, if I had the skill to do it, to have that confidence and to have that ability to see that, you know what, I can make this and do it in that moment. Says a lot about it. that kid is now nine. And I thought he was undefeated. Nine and Maybe one. he's not nine and one. So he lost his first fight in the UFC, but every fight that he's at, he's never gone to just every fight has been a finish. He's fun to watch, man. He was he was all over him in that fight. It was a really good performance. I would outstanding. Love, I would love to see you try and get your leg that high. That'd be hilarious. Anymore, I, I don't get my leg. I don't get my leg about more than about a foot off the ground. Foot off the ground. That's it. That's the way to climb into bed. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's a little bit higher than that. For that one. Uh, your steps are only what nine <laughs> inches. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Maybe seven and a half. The other fight that I was uh go back to the fight card. The other fight that I was uh impressed with was where is he? Oh, that girl. Um that girl. Which that girl? was oh gosh, gosh, gosh. Oh, the you're talking Thailand. about, you're talking the, about the Thai girl against Jen Yu Fry. Gosh, man. She yeah, had some dude, nasty got, elbows in the clinch. Dude, she has a nasty Thai clinch. I, you know, it was the same thing, and they actually brought it up because it was the same thing. You could see Jen Yu Fry, who I've you know seen fight many times, had no idea None. how to get out of that plum None. without sticking her face down to try to swing her head out. It was the same thing that happened to Rich Franklin when he first fought Anderson Silva. You know, Rich Franklin was the champion. It was back in UFC 64, and Rich Franklin wanted to get into a clinch with Anderson Silva. That was his game plan. Get into a clinch with Anderson Silva. Get a hold of him. Clinch with him. And as soon as Anderson, you know, did a Muay Thai plum on Rich, Rich went to get out, tried to, re you know, 
swinging his arms through, couldn't do it. And then it was like, oh my God, I can't get this off. Oh my God, this is different than anything I have ever dealt with. And you saw the progression of him going and falling out. Well, a lot of that fight, that was Jen Yu Fry against her. She just put on a great performance. Yeah, there um it's funny. There's been a lot of guys that I that I know that have trained over in Thailand a couple times. I've never been to train there. But John Fitch went over there for a while one time and he came back and he's like, You don't get it. He's like guys that are like 115, 118, 120 pounds. I couldn't get them off my fucking head. He's like, they were they literally just like plumbed me up, yeah. jumped up on top of me, put their put their shins across my hips. He's like, and I couldn't shake them off. I was like literally trying to throw them off underneath the armpits, everything. He's like, they were so tight, so controlled. And the whole time they're laughing and they're, they're giggling about the fact that I can't get them off of me. And I'm like, it's it's crazy to think that people that are, are that good. And yeah. we saw, I saw that tonight. I, I was about to text you and tell you that I'm like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a female with this much control. In the clinch, no. in the knees and the elbows. Not in the clinch. Her knees and elbows were the best I've seen in, in, oh, in women's MMA, she, if not in the best in men's. Did she not rip her to the body? You could yeah. you could see Jen was taking her arm and putting her arm down to try to block yeah. the knees from going into her abdomen area because she was getting just tore up from those shots. Man. Yeah. I was like, I was impressed that Jen Fry was able to keep going in the fight because she was getting hit with some big body shots with those knees. Yeah, it was nasty. I, I was very impressed with the whole performance. Thought she did everything really well. Um, She obviously struggled a little bit with uh, getting up off the ground. She was able to, but like she, once she hit the ground, you could tell she was she was pretty lost. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on the, on the bottom. She just really had the real basic of just let me hold you, not take a whole lot of damage, wait for you to make openings so I could try to explode up and get back to my feet. But uh, but on the feet though, and her takedown defense was pretty good as well. So she had good takedown defense. She just once she got on, once she hit the ground, it was just a different level. So, uh, she just wasn't able to do anything on the, on from the bottom. She was able to get back up. I think in the third round, she was able to get back up to her feet. After she got taken down, I think with a minute in the minute in the first round, minute in the third round, she got taken down with a minute, minute and a half in or something like that, and then she was able to get back up and then she fought the rest of the fight. Great fight though. I thought it was a good fight overall. Uh, go back to the card, Dave. Try to stay focused, buddy. Okay. What you gotta, you have to be impressed with. You just watched her and her tie game, and how good she was. Angela Hill got a win against her, and wow. that was mostly a stand-up fight, man. So wow. Size, I think. Angela yeah. Hill's big. This girl doesn't yeah, seem like she's well that big. Her. No, uh, this girl used to fight atom weight. Now she's fighting straw weight. You know, because the UFC doesn't have atom weight. Got which it. Is 105 pounds. So did Jen Yu Fry. She used to. She was the champion in Invicta at 105 pounds. Got it. And uh, so they're now they're both fighting at straw weight, which is 115. Which is health wise, that's a good thing. But yeah, you're right. Angie's bigger. The fight that I want to talk about was Jordan Williams and I don't want to butcher his Oh, that was a good fight. Emma Moff. Moff. That was a good fight. Great fight, man. Just a great fight. Jordan's from this area. He's from the Bay Area. And um, I've chatted with with him a couple times and really nice kid, man. Uh, What is it? Uh, He's he's a diabetic. What is it? Yeah. 
it's a type one diabetic. Type one. There you go. That's what I was going to say. Level one. (laughs) Type one. Type one diabetic. The fact that he like he he's lost a little bit of size, I think, lately, and he's gone down. He used to fight at eighty five. Now he's down to seven. This they fought at one seventy, didn't they? I thought it was, was it eighty five. Okay. No, it was it, it was, was eighty five. Uh, huh? I want to say it was at eighty five. Yeah, he looked like, he looked smaller muscularly. Like he didn't he didn't look like the same guy when I, I he used to fight a lot of his local circuit shows here. He was always yeah. uh, a little bit bigger. Well, uh, he fought on Bellator, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, he fought. He fought in uh, Dragon House, Bellator. Yeah. He fought in uh, my other buddy, his my buddy's promotion, Shane Conquer. He fought in Conquer. Uh, he's fought. He's fought a lot on the biggest shows around here locally in the Bay Area. So he's fun to. He's always been fun to watch fight. He he uh, he fought Dwight Grant in Conquer, mm-hmm. and they had a great stand up fight. And Dwight Grant's in the UFC now as well. And uh, Dwight, I think Dwight beat Alan Juban. Yeah, and then so yeah. I, Dwight Grant also fought uh, Jordan as well. Good fight though, but I mean, bottom line, he had a gr- he f- fucking he's he's a savage. Oh. I thought he fought a great fight. Came forward. What a tough fight. He was exhausted he was just in that so fight. So exhausted. By the end of the, you could tell at the end of the first when they went back to his corner, they put the camera on him, and he wasn't looking like someone that had taken that breath at all in the first round because he in the in that break between first and second he was like, oh, panting. Oh, yeah. Oh no, this is not good. He was gobbling her. Yeah, there was no like take a deep breath, let's calm you down. He was like, he wasn't hearing any of that shit. He's like, uh uh-uh. uh. But it, overall, it was a good fight. And I mean, it didn't go his way. That but was a great fight. They it, beat the shit out of each other. It was it was fun like yeah. to sit there and watch. Ima, uh, how do you say his last name? Imamoff? 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 Yeah, I thought I thought he looked phenomenal as well. He got hit with some big shots, but he um he he just stayed with his game plan. One thing I gotta tell you about like uh, when you're fighting like Russians or people from Kazakhstan or Chechnyans, like it just seems like they they've been there so many times. The relaxation on their face the whole time. Maybe I don't know. I, I, I've I've been around a lot of Russians obviously lately. They don't have a whole lot of facial expressions. <laughs> Really, it's a lot like Fedor. It's a, walk around just, you know. I mean, you obviously being around them enough, you joke. Don't have a tell, them, but yeah, Don't there's not a, a whole lot of tell. Yeah, I mean, like they're just born with those poker faces, you know. And you can't tell whether they're they're serious or if they're joking around sometimes. But it's funny, man. It's uh, but I, I got that same impression from him when I was watching him fight because you could tell he was just as tired in, in segments of the third round. He just didn't have anything left. He you took know. a lot of shots. There, there was some shots when he was going for takedowns. Yeah, you know, figure that uh, Jordan was landing some heavy elbows on him at times. He was, he was cracking his skull. So he took a lot of shots too. Yeah, that that was a back and forth battle. I, yeah. I no doubt about who won, but they both damaged the hell out of each other. Good fight. Good fight. Fun. If I'm, if I'm a casual watch. fan like Podcast Dave, and I'm sitting at home watching that, I'm like, I'm on the edge of my seat. Good oh fight. yeah, that's a good one. Great fight. Um, who else was on what? there? That young kid, T- uh, Dusko Toro. I don't even know Toro Torovic. We'll just call him Dusko. Dusko. That kid's a savage. Yeah, he's a savage. He just seemed calm, composed, walked forward. Technically good. Yeah, he was good. He was really good. He and and everything he you threw. Gotta, you got to you got to admit, Daquan 
But Daquan, man, he had a chin because he got hit in that first round with a succession of right hands and left hooks. And his head, you could see it snapping. Didn't do anything. He kept coming. I was like, God damn, he's got a chin. Yeah. He was just. He landed some of his own good shots, though, too. Yeah, he did. That back, did. That back Dusko up a little bit, and Dusko had nowhere. He's like, okay, what's going on? Right, I got to refocus and get re and readjust to what's going on. I think he was used to being, excuse me, he was used to being the bully. And when he realized that his opponent was still standing in front of, with it, in front of him after he landed all those shots, he's like, all right. And then he was hitting him back. So, all right, let me let me dial this down a little bit. He took a couple steps back. He's like, let me get refocused, and uh, you know they went into the they went in the second round, and uh, he landed some clean shots in that second round. But it was good. For, I thought it was an entertaining fight as well. I thought the card was oh, pretty was good tonight. I thought Dave, it was great. <laughs> Dave came in. He's like, ah, yeah, the card really wasn't that good. I'm like, it was. There were some good fights on there. Ooh, you know, and it's, it's again, you had the last week. You, know, you got the pay-per-view and you got all these big fights and title fights with Adesanya and Costa and then Reyes and uh, Lahovich. And you're expecting just because it's, it's all these have got to be great. And it, it was good. There was good fight. This one, you're looking, eh, it's not that great. And then it turns into a great night yeah. of fights, a great card overall. And it really was. There was some really entertaining fights. There was a lot of people really going for it in this. I thought... They have uh, if you're if you're grading this, and it's it's you know no I, less I, I give than it an a, a minus. No, nah, well, I, 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 yeah. I give I give it no. I'm not gonna go that high. You're gonna go uh, a B. No, I, I was gonna give it a B plus though. I mean, I'm right there. We're on the border right, though. Right there. I would have yeah. said B regular B you're or wrong, B plus. It's okay, A minus. Jeez, jeez. Oh man. I mean, honestly, if you go through the card, <clears throat> if we were to go back through the card. All right, let's go through the card from the bottom. From the bottom, you have the first fight of the night and ends in what? You said head kick. Head, so. Yeah, you said head kick knockout. And it was fantastic, dude. Awesome performance. Yep, good performance. The next fight was incredible. It was good, Basically but it was one sided. Good, but one sided. Yeah, but I've also got to give credit to Alatang Ali for being so freaking goddamn tough. tough that yeah. he just kept coming. You know because. Most people would have folded somewhere in there. Yeah. With the fight that Casey was putting on, the shots that he was landing, that is not a fight that should have gone to a decision. And that dude was just that tough. The Supasara fight, Kong, Kong Kluck, Supasara. Yeah. yeah, they had a different name for her. Yes, like they her, did. Her nickname, it was yeah. like Bloom something. Yeah, Bloom. Yeah, I clicked but on her. That was... Was did you name? not... Did Were you not entertained by that fight? I was, but it was one-sided it was as fun. well. What's her name? Yeah, Lo- there was Loma moments, Luke, but, but Boon me? Boon me? Loma Luca Boon me. That's a name for you. That's, a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> that's a mouthful. Yeah. I'll just call her Loma. Loma. Um, it, but it was one-sided. The Jordan Williams fight and, Im- and it, was, it went to three rounds. Was good. And there was a lot of good things that were happening. Yes. Okay. So then the next fight, Jordan Williams. What a freaking fight that great was. Fight. Great fight. That was great. That's when my then that's, you can go. That's when I puckered up a little bit. I was like, "Hey, this is shaping up to be a pretty damn good card." <laughs> then we had the Jordan versus Joshua fight. Great, another fight. great fight. Yep, great fight. Carlos versus Court. Good fight. Good fight. Yep, wasn't a barn burner, but it was good. Dusko against Daquan. Good fight. Good fight. All right. I, I it was a little one sided, but yeah, it was one. It was a good fight. 
well, you're, I admit, you're right. It was one-sided, but I had a guy that was showing whiskers. Yeah. He was he was trying to stay in the fight with, with a guy that actually technically is just a better fight. This is the fight I want to talk about. Kyler Phillips and Cameron Ells. Great fight. Absolutely great fight. See, there you See, go again. That to great me, fight. I was trying like this. Even though it was one-sided, but this fight was good. This Kyler Phillips guy's fucking good. It really relaxed, dude, he fast. He was technically good. He was setting things up so you didn't know exactly what he was going to go after. He was, dude, he yeah, was he a was handful. Good. He was good. I mean, I, I was, was very, I was very impressed with his uh, his style. He was willing to flow and go everywhere. Um, so I've watched Cameron fight in Cage Warriors in England. Uh huh. He's he's a tough kid, man. Yeah. He's he's a good fighter, and he didn't he didn't. That was not his night. It didn't even yeah. look like he was in the same league. Yeah, it didn't, didn't even look like it. And I, I yeah. thought, I thought it was just overall. Kyler looked really good, composed, long reach, oh. range. He looked faster. He looked his grappling transition to get to the back was phenomenal. When he stepped over the the bot, I was like, wow, this is impressive. Struggled to the back before uh, his opponent gets to all fours and starts to defend. I was like, this this is a really good fight. And uh, Kyler just looked phenomenal. He looked fluid everywhere he went. Relaxed, fluid, speed, a little bit of power. Not, not, not one crunch power, but, but he was very good. His targets were, he was targets oh. were on point. I thought he looked clean. I wanted to talk about him a little bit because for someone, oh, yeah. he's only a brown belt, but he looks like he's, he's, you know, he looks like he's a black belt. I mean, the way he moved, from what I saw, the transition he made, you know, and things like that. I thought he looked very good on the ground. Impressive. He looked fantastic. Very impressive. So from the MMA lab with John Crouch. Yes. Great yeah. job, man. They got a good little crew there. Yep. Good little crew there. So um, then on top of that one, then you went to Juliana and Jermaine. Good fight. Good fight. And yeah. entertaining. Very entertaining. And yeah. the fact the way that it ended, like that to me right there makes me want to start gambling again. Like it's yeah. like <laughs> what you're saying is I got a chance of it a hundred bucks and make a th- you know, nine eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. Get the fuck out of here. I'll take those <laughs> bets all day long. Hundred dollars for nine. Jeez, no problem. I I don't know if I told you guys, but I won money for the Kentucky Derby. That's right, buddy. I bet on some horse. I, don't even know. Horses, I just looked at the top three horses and I just picked one. I said, I picked the top, the, I didn't pick the favorite. I picked the next two, but it was, it was, they were both plus 500 did, and plus, but plus did 900. you have any idea what those horses had done? I have no fucking clue. That's stupid betting. That's just fun. It's just fun. Hey, I won $1,600 though. Cause it was nine to one. Congratulations. Yeah. That's it was good. nine to one. So sorry. So now, it was me, eight to one. The, it was eight to one. Sorry. Sixteen. Is this still a B plus card? No. Yeah, to me, it's a B plus card. No way. Because of even though look the at fights, all the fights you just said were great. I said they were good, but they were a lot of them were one sided. No, said a lot of them said, were one sided. Calm down. I said the Jordan fight was good. Jordan Taylor fight. Oh, it's Imam, That fight was good. The Jordan fight with Kulubau, Joshua Kulubau. That fight was good. Um, those two fights were very close. Obviously, the draw, and then the other one was a very good fight as well. Those two fights Juliana were very good. And Juliana was close. It, it, well, it was close. She got choked out. Yeah, but it was <laughs> like, a close fight up to that point because it actually she got choked yes, out. It was. She, you had <laughs> she got going into out. the third round, it was even. She got choked out. <laughs> third round, it was it was even. Okay, going to the you know third, what? I'm gonna let you. Losing. I'm gonna I let like you put that on the. I'm gonna let you put that on the board. Okay, just okay. I know it's like, a minus. It's like two. In, it's in two. In the it was morning. a good card. Still not nice show. B plus. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. We don't want, we're gonna do grades now every week. B plus. Yeah. Um, grade the shows. All right. Overall. Uh, all right. So uh, pull up the Bellator card. That was today as well. 
Was that Gallagher? Yes, it was. That was Gallagher. Gallagher. Versus the guy that I know you thought was going to win. I actually, I I didn't think he was going to win, but I thought he had a very good chance at everyone because of the size, man. He is so much bigger than James Gallagher. And I, I thought for sure that he wouldn't let, like, he, I don't know. I, I think maybe he underestimated how good James was on the ground. And, and, and I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from James. I'm not taking anything away from uh, Cal. But both of them, I think there was a lot of ego and a lot of pissy matches coming into this fight. And yeah. sometimes you get caught up in that. And then when the fight goes on, you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And then reality is it's a fight now. This isn't like presser. This is for real. So <laughs> I, I think a little bit I got lost. And uh, Cal will be back. He's a, he's a big guy for 135 pounds. He's He's tall. I want to say he's, well, he's what, 5'11? He's like 5'11, I think. So five, maybe, seven. He, he is no, not. He's, uh, he's no. way taller than 5'7. Way seven. taller than that. No, he, he's like two inches taller than James Gallagher. When you see him in the face off, he's probably two or three inches taller than him. If you pull up a face off sheet, you'll see they're like standing. Yeah, that, that, that height he that is it's saying is wrong. He, he's, about, he's about six foot tall. Yeah, he's, I would say. He's yeah, tall. Yeah. For the weight class, he's incredibly tall. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Gallagher's five nine either, though. By the way, find, find out. Yeah, he's that, five. I would he's say five, he's eight. closer to five he, seven. He's five. Yeah, I'd say he is. I would give him five. I'll, I'll split the hairs. Five eight. Anyways, uh, came up. He came up a little bit short against uh, James Gallagher. Either way, it's been a long time. Dude, look coming. at the difference in height. Yeah, look at the difference in height. And you're and you're and he's saying he's five nine. No, no. If you actually see them face off, and when we, they faced off in Ireland last time I was there. And you can tell he was a lot bigger. And that, that's the biggest reason why I gave Cal a good opportunity to, to possibly win this fight, size-wise. I was like, man, if, if Cal's able to get a hold of him against the fence, you know, but James took the, got the takedown first, was able to pass guard, get to, you know, get to he the He takes the back. He set up so that, that back take so well. Did you see what he did with his leg when he was on the takedown and where he hooked his leg inside so he could swing around on the yeah. back? Just a beautiful beautiful technique and that's the difference is you know you get these guys and if, if you're going to beat gallagher right now keep the fight standing ricky bandejas showed you the blueprint on how to beat james gallagher but if you go to the ground with him i don't care what belt level you are yeah his grappling in mma is outstanding yeah he is good on the ground he transitions beautifully he sets techniques up you know, and we were texting during the fight and he went for a couple, he went for the face crank and he starts going palm to palm and he's squeezing and he goes, he's got to be careful with that. You know, that's going to end up, you know, burning his arms if he keeps on going back to that. Yeah. And he didn't, he goes to other things, sets up the rear naked choke. The way he did it was really well done. He's a smart ground fighter and he is good on the ground. When it, when the fight hits the ground, He's calm and relaxed. Yeah. It's a, he's a completely different fighter. Not that he's bad in the stand-up, but he's, you can see there's a, a level of you know, anxiety in the stand-up because you know, this is not my comfort zone. When, the, when it hits the ground, he is he's in his world. Yeah, I don't call it so much the anxiety of it all. What I feel is that I think he realizes, he knows, and like no different than people that don't have power because I was one of them for my whole career, is that you know that like you're one shot away from getting knocked the fuck out. Because it's not like I had any power to like make people fear me. You know what I mean? And and I think James is kind of in that same position. He's quick with his hands, 
but he doesn't have a lot of pop behind him. Not a pop. And so you've got to stick and move, stick and move, try and land punches and bunches. And if you do, okay, go in and let's finish this. If you don't, if you don't land that 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 big shot that are two or three in a row that make them want to respect you, you're you got to you got to get it get out of there and start readjusting and try and get back in to do it again. You you can't hang out in that pocket too long because yeah. you're gonna end up with guys that have power. They're gonna tear you. Pocket's up. a nasty place if you don't have power. Yeah, exactly. I never tried to spend a whole lot of time there, so that was just one of those things. I see James is kind of figuring that out. I think a little bit as well. It seems, yeah. and so he's sticking and moving, sticking and moving, staying long. But he's also uh, he's, he shoots a really good double leg from far away, you know. And he's able to lock up the legs, gets the takedown. He, he works his way up the body real well, and then gets to the back. Transitions very well to the back, like you were saying. Oh. So overall, good, uh, good fight. I mean, four, four times they try to make this fight. I mean, I wanted yeah. to see a little bit longer of a fight, to be honest. But you know, I mean, but uh, it worked. It worked out. I mean, both, you know, there's always gonna be a winner. Well, not always, but majority of times we have a winner or a loser, and this is how the fight game goes. So yeah. both both guys, I think, have bright futures. Just and they'll, I think, honestly, I think they'll probably meet again. All right. So now, hold on. At the end of it, you know. Gallagher didn't have his normal Irish crowd to uh, sit there and sing his praises, but he is being interviewed and he says that he wants the belt. He wants anybody. So if you were the matchmaker now, who would you put against James Gallagher? Patchy Mix. Oh, you'd go all the way to Patchy Mix, huh? I'll go balls deep. Let's go. You, you are like, going balls I mean, deep. I like it's, that. Look, it's Sink the, or swim. It's the Jimmy show. And, and I don't, I guess oh, for me. Oh, the Jimmy show? Well, this is what I've been That's saying. That's the Patchy I, show. I've been, I've been saying it for a while now. Is that, well, not for a while. I've been saying it for probably about a month and a half now. I'm telling you now, the UFC, or not the UFC, the UFC and Bellator, they are different promotions. But, the, but Bellator is now. Thank you. I, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but what they're doing is one's one's doing what they're doing. That's with the UFC. They're going to continue to do what they do. They're going to always say like, hey, this person's ranked here. This person's ranked here. Let's try and match these people. If you're coming off, both of you guys are coming off losses. We'll, we'll have you guys fight. So one of you guys ends with a win. You guys move on. They're going to continue doing what they do. I think right now with Bellator, there's been a lot of changes and a lot of big signings now with the new up and coming guys. They just signed. Oh, Khabib's they signed brother. some big new ones. They just signed uh, Khabib's brother uh, Usman uh, Nurmagomedov, his real brother. So they just signed him. He's now I want to say he's eleven and zero, nine and zero, or eleven and zero. Eleven and zero. Eleven and zero. Okay, yep. and uh, he'll be making his debut probably within the next sixty to ninety days. Uh, you know, at one fifty five, he's very talented. He's trained at AKA before. He's, he's got a little bit more like a karate style stand up, more of the sidekicks, uh, a lot of footwork, but he does come forward. Um, he's got the the judo or not judo, but he's got the sambo and a little bit of the mixture of that submission game as well, like his brother and everybody else that comes from that camp. He's going to be fun, you know, and he and uh, I'm excited. He's young, too. He's still a baby, you know, and so it's it's there's a lot of top talented guys. I think that they're starting to make their move now. And the yeah. fighters that are there now, they need to start being weary about, hey, there's new groups of guys coming in. So for me, I feel like with James Gallagher, he's what, 23 years old? Yeah. He needs Super to young. he needs to make a run now. And then win or lose, he'll have time to make another run and maybe even another one after that. If he waits and tries to drag this out, like let me just keep keep taking these fights that potentially I can win or for sure I'm gonna win. You're basically just t you're you're trying to build up false confidence. Get after it, kid. You're young. You're talented. You've got all the skills. And the best thing to do is learn from a loss. 
You know, so if you do lose, at least you know you've got plenty of time to get back on track. Because it's not going to get any easier for any, for all the guys that we're signing now. It's not going to get any easier for him. So my idea is for him to get up there and fight the best guys now while he's still young. So he has a lot of time and to learn from his mistakes that he made at a young age. We're going through the same thing right now, too, with Patchy Mix with the Juan Archuleta fight. You know, yeah. he's going to have to do the same thing. Um, outside of that, I mean, I really couldn't tell you who else I would like to see him fight without. Do you want to pull up the Bellator roster for that weight class? Was there any guy that we signed that's his weight? I don't think there was a 135 signing. Who's the John? Somebody says <laughs> John something. City's real tough. People were texting me all day today about it. I saw on um, I saw on uh, what do you call it? BJPan.com. Yeah, they signed someone named John something. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry, this is me. Johns are always good signs. Brett, uh, Brett Johns. Yeah. Oh, Brett John. He's fighting the UFC. He's from, uh, I want to say Wales. Yeah, they said he's pretty England. good. He's pretty good. He's really good. good. Uh, there's another guy they were all talking about. Dun, dun, he's a 135er. Is he? So yeah, there's, there's another guy. I mean, like, I, I haven't seen him fight, so I'll have to take a look at him and go from there. But if this is our mix up right here, so he's already okay, lost. Okay, how he's, about? He's already lost to Ricky. I would like to see James. Uh, I'm not going all the way to Patchy Mix. Okay. But I would like to see James Gallagher against Rafian Stotts. Hmm. Come on. Rafian Stotts, outstanding wrestler, outstanding jiu-jitsu game and ground game, tough on his feet, and young, fun to watch. I think that would be a great fight. What about Higo? Leandro Higo? Yeah, or or Keith Lee. Or Keith Lee. You could do Leandro Higo based upon... The Pitbull brothers yep. and SBG having their little word battle, so that would kind of be fun. But I, I look and say, I think that Rafael Stotts would be a fun fight. I think that would be a good you, fight. Yeah, Tough. you you could put him against Rafael Stotts. You could put him against uh, Uchebu, who's really good on the ground. Uh, Stand up wise, he's not as good as as um, <clears throat> as Gallagher, but on the ground, he's just as good. So that that would be a kind of a fun fight. But scroll up a little more. Eric Perez. That might even be another fun fight, even though Eric's coming off two losses in Bellator. That'd be a fun fight. Um, you could see Toby Misek somewhere around there. Toby's going to stand and bang, get after it a little bit. But I, I think maybe the Keith Lee fight. Keith Lee, Keith Lee and, and who you just said. Looking good. You said Keith Lee and then who's it? Rafael Stotts. You know, I'm okay with either one of those fights or even Leandro Higo. Those three guys I think should be his next fight. One of those three guys. You don't It'd want. He, I, I don't know if I, I. don't think it'd be a good fight for him to fight Josh Hill. No, <laughs> Josh Hill is. Uh, uh, Josh Hill is good, man. People don't give good. him credit. That guy is technically solid, solid everywhere. He's got a great ground game too. So he's one of those guys that's not doesn't look impressive, but he wins, and he does a lot of impressive things. When you watch him in person, when you watch him on TV, you're like, yeah. eh, he's all right. Yeah, he's kind of boring, but he wins. Because, but but he takes away the strength of yeah. his opponent, and he makes that opponent fight yeah. the fight that he wants it to be. Yeah, he's good. That's a smart fighter. Pull up the rest of the card, Dave. Dun, dun, dun. Jeez, Dave we so just... then we had Charlie. I call him the zombie <clears throat> Leary. <laughs> Dude, I like Charlie. You know, when I first saw Charlie Leary fight, I was like, oh, he's not that good. And then I was watching. I said, you know what? This guy's tough. And then I watched him more, and I go, you know, this guy is freaking just durable as hell. He has taken some big shots, and he just keeps coming. 
And then at the end of it, I was, I was standing up cheering him because, man, there is no give up in Charlie Leary. He is super tough. And so then when he was going to fight Kiefer Crosby, normally Charlie fights at 155. And Kiefer, he's that tweener guy. He can't make 55 yeah. really. Uh, 70s too big for him. 65 or 60 is the best weight for him, you know. But so they did a contracted weight at it. So I was interested to see, you know, Kiefer is faster, physically stronger, but you saw what Charlie Leary did, man. He put it on him and he, he walked through a lot of his shots because he got hurt in the beginning and he just kept on digging down like he always does. And he hurt Kiefer and Kiefer was tough. He was coming back from it, but ended up getting stopped on a cut. And I, I did find out it was a cut in the eyelid. Yeah. That's why they stopped the fight. Yeah. You could tell on his right eye when he was trying to close his eye, that there was a slit like right on the inside, kind of by his eye, yeah. uh, more closer to his nose, not on the outside. And so, yeah. one, and I knew also too when the ref came, or the the doctor came in and looked, he didn't yeah. he didn't waste one second. He said no. not any hesitation. None. He looked. He just said and nope. that's And that's normal for fighting. You know, we we talk about what cuts, you know, why a doctor stops a cut. And a doctor, when it comes to cuts, so everyone knows things that you know. You take a look at my face and wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, there's right? a lot of them. There's a lot of them, <laughs> but they, you know. Those are called the lines of the face. That's what they'll call it, basically. And so when they're you have a wrinkles. cut that, that goes along, they're called lines of the face. You wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> but when you have a cut that goes, usually, and that's a horizontal line of the face type cut, it then just depends upon where is the cut. Because things that go in that horizontal fashion are usually going to be okay. It's not a problem. That's the normal cuts that you see. But when they get inside of the orbital, that's when it starts to become a problem. When you get a cut in the tear duct, and sometimes guys will actually tear the tear duct, they're going to stop the fight every time. Because to they can't have that get worse, and to stitch it is a problem. Because if they end up not doing it correctly, they'll close up the tear duct, and then the person's going to have a problem with their, their eye for the rest of their life, and they're not going to be able to continue with their career. So wow. they're going to stop that right away. If it's in the eyelid, the, the eyelid material, you know, the skin is very thin and soft. And so it's very difficult to stitch correctly because if you don't stitch it correctly, it's going to leave what they call a keloid and it's going to be a bump. And that bump is then going to rub on the person's eye yep. for the rest of their life. And it's going to cause eye damage. So that's <clears throat> why you'll get when a doctor sees that tear duct or the, the eyelid material itself cut you know it's going to stop they're going to stop and they're not going to let it go i i got when i was in seventh grade sixth grade sixth grade i was running track and and uh, you fell down no because you're a klutz no no, no i was <laughs> i was running right behind somebody we were right on each other's tails and i was right behind him and he was swinging his arms and his elbow came back hit me right above my eye and Smacked cut my you. cut my eyelid right so i could actually close my eye and there was a little section I could actually see out of. See through? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty weird. So, yeah, but then I had to go straight to the doctor, stitch me up, whatever it was. But crazy stuff, man. Like, I never Raymond Daniels never thought about that. Yeah, Raymond Daniels was uh, fighting in glory. He was fighting Nikki Holston. And uh, Nikki had a style that he was just going to take sh shots to, to slow Ray down and, and walk him down. And, you know, Nikki is one of the greatest kickboxers in the world. But he hit Ray with a shot, and it cut Ray on the eyelid. A huge gash. 
that when he closed his eye, you could see his, you know, his pupil and iris through the hole. And I tried to let Ray go for a little bit longer to see if he could do something. And, and I just, you know, stopped the fight, even without bringing the doctor in. And people were like, what are you doing? And the doctor looks up, he goes, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I knew you were going to stop it. So I just, you know, I didn't, I just put it on me and it wasn't going to put it on you. We got to start calling Dave pussy podcast, Dave. Cause he's just like shaking his head. Like, no, no blood. I, <laughs> oh, bad. No cut. Blood's good. Oh, oh. He's Colored just like sweat. He's just cringing the whole time. He's like, oh, the eyelids cut. Oh. Cut eyelid though. No one yeah. Yeah. It. It's, oh, it's nasty. Yeah. It's nasty. All right. Pull up the rest of the card. Look for me. Keeper, keeper just, he, he I looked good after he landed his combinations though. He went back to like thinking he was. There was no. There was never a moment where he was like, "Let me be defensive for a second. It nope. was either throwing chin out open. or just open. I'm like, Kiefer, what are you doing, man? He's yeah. probably one of the nicest fucking guys. Oh, he's a great. He's guy. a great guy and just fun to be around. Good energy. Him and James Gallagher, both of them. Yep. You know, and every person I've ever met from the the SPG camp, they've just been phenomenal uh, people. Um, but yeah, it just was one of those fights where he just needed to fight a little bit smarter, man. Like land clean shots, don't throw, don't don't blow your gas tank out, which he did, and then it started catching up with him towards the end of the fight. That's really what it came down to. Yeah. Um, Sinedo, uh, Sinead, uh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Um, she just talk dom- to me. I got do- something to say on that. Go dominated ahead. the whole fight. Yes. Just you got you got you got to do more. Like you should you, she should have put her away. Okay, when you say you got to do more, what more does she have to do? Tell me, because I have something. I'm looking and I'm going. Okay. What is wrong here? Yeah. Because she's, Sinead has got hands. Yeah. She can box, okay? And she's fighting a a person that is trying to take her down all the time. That's understandable. I want to get away from the uh, the stand-up with Sinead. Smart move by, what I, want, I want to say her name is uh, Lehner. But Sinead. All right, I'm going to coach you a little bit because your boxing is so good. But one of the ways to keep someone from being able to take you down is to slow down those legs. And so I just want you to think maybe a couple of times off of hitting with those hands and throwing those combinations, which you are unbelievable at, finish it with a kick to the leg. Just give me a kick, a finish it and make her pay. With that kick, it's going to pay dividends in your fights against all these ladies that are going to try to take you down. Your hands are awesome. Finish with kicks at times. It's going to open things up for you. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, no, you're not, you're not wrong, but you're not really right either because she's not a very fast twitch person. So for her throwing the leg kicks, if they're not timed perfectly, she could potentially get taken down off of that as well. So Not if she's throwing them behind her hands. Because all of these ladies, when she's throwing shots, they start really covering up. So where are their hands at? Yeah, I get you. I understand what you're saying. Bring what you're it saying. down get, you're not going to get the leg caught. I get what you're saying. She's just not a fast person, though. And I think also, too, the fact is like when you start seeing her, her movement... Throwing in the kicks, I get it. I understand. She looks like she has heavy hips and heavy legs because every time her opponent tried to take her down, she just stuffed it. It was like it it. she didn't have to sprawl. She just gave her the hip <laughs> and just stuffed it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's you're not getting anywhere with that. Very impressive. I was very impressed with her takedown defense. But she's also not she's not a fast person. 
So for her to kick, I feel like it's going to take time for her to get it there and get it back. Obviously, I think with, you know, with a year or two of hard training on it and trying to incorporate it in there, maybe a little bit more opportunity to deliver it. But she's not fast. Like everything she does, you could tell pack some weight behind it. Yes, but she doesn't, power. she doesn't have a whole lot of speed. You know, she does throw her punches in combinations and in bunches. She does that very well. And I get what, I get where you're going with it. I just I think because she's not a fast person and she's got the heavier legs and thighs, it's going to take her a while to get that kick there and get it back. And people may be able to catch it. Just my two cents. I, I understand that she doesn't you know, she doesn't use it because it's like, hey, that could lead to me getting taken down. That's where I don't want to be. I want to just keep it in the stand up. But man, I think it would make her just so much more trouble for her yeah. opponent. And it would slow her opponent down in those takedown attempts when the legs, when, when your legs are dead, it's hard to do it. It's hard yeah. to shoot. Yeah. So. Uh, what other fight was on there? Dun, dun, dun. Josh, stop doing that. It's annoying. <laughs> we got to wait on you. I don't know why you don't just put it back. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh. Uh, bump, bum, bump. Um, Chris Bungard did not look good tonight. No, nope. did not. Didn't look good. Did not look good at all. Guy looked okay. Duque versus uh Solly Jr. Yeah, that was a good fight. Good fight. Those guys fought hard. Those yes, guys went did. after it. They were. You talk about two exhausted guys at the end of a fight. They both deserved it, man. They were going after that, and uh, it was fun to watch. Yeah. But the one that I I did enjoy, Andrew Fisher. I, I got to I officiate him a couple times in russia got it and he's a tough durable dude and he is. going against uh ashley grimshaw i i think i texted you hey man fisher's he's tough yes he is you know, or something like that he was good he he's always starts slow he's got to pull the trigger a little bit more like he didn't like you said he's not a, he fast fought starter. In a long time man. hadn't fought in a long yeah. time so i mean you got to pull the trigger a little bit more uh i felt like he had grisham hurt grisham grimshaw hurt a lot a couple yep. times he could have went couple after times. him a little more and he didn't do that um I have a lot of frustration also too with Kane Musa. Musa, he he's got all the abilities, all the skill, all the speed, all the power, the wrestling, everything you need, and then he doesn't pull the trigger. He's a guy that walks you down but doesn't do anything. It, 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 I'm I get frustrated because he, he's good looking. He, he's he's got the look. He fights like he he has moments where he has flashes of greatness, and then there's moments where he just goes a whole round without doing anything. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and he's not a big, I think he fought at 55 today. He's not yeah, a big, he's 55. a 45 He's a 45er. You know, I mean, I get it. Maybe during quarantine, you don't want to make that weight cut, but you're not going to get away with that very long, especially when you look at guys like Brent Primus who walk around 202, you know, 200, 202, somewhere in there. He's fucking. Have enormous. you heard that he's walking around at 202? 202. <clears throat> Holy shit. He's so big. He cuts so much weight. It's crazy. Insane. <laughs> he, looks, mean, oh, he looks big he looks big when he's in the gate no, so. he, he's big because he is big <laughs> that's why um pull up next week's card uh we'll do we'll, we'll do bellator and then we'll pull up the ufc's next week's card also boom, boom, boom. bellator going to paris paris france for show incredible check has got to be a happy guy when you think about it man that entire career, he's 40-some years old now, you know, not being able to really fight in his home country, and now he gets to fight there. That's kind of cool. Jack Congo? Yeah. The Paris one, is that the one? Yes. Yeah. 
Boom, boom. Ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum. Talk to me, Goose. Show me something. I know it's MVP. It's, it's MVP yes, it's versus MVP. Ross Houston is the main. What do you think? So, oh, man, you know, Ross Houston is a really good fighter. He's a tough kid. He, he's very linear in his attacks and his stand-up. Very European style. Very tall when he fights and stuff. I just, I'm just being honest. You have to have time in the cage against someone like MVP to understand what it's like to be in the cage against MVP. And I don't think it's going to end up being, you know, uh, I think Ross, Ross Houston is, Houston is, like I said, a really good fighter. He's undefeated. And he's going to get his first defeat. Yeah. We talked about this earlier with the Holly Holm thing. Is it's hard to find someone to mimic their style. To mimic that, and yep. you, it's you've seen it with Machida. You've seen it with Stephen Thompson. You've seen it with guys that are really good at what they do when it comes to that style. Raymond Daniels. You know, it's hard to deal with those kind of guys. And yeah. anyone fighting MVP, they're gonna have a hard time doing that. But if you take a page out of Paul Daly's book, can you do it? Because Paul Daly was able to take him down at will. Just Paul, yeah. Daly, you know, and Paul Daly had moments of success throughout that fight. It just wasn't enough. And it was close. It was a very close fight. It had Paul not given away the first round, MVP would have lost. I mean, he really, realistically, he did. He just gave away the first round, didn't throw anything. I think he threw maybe one or two strikes in the whole, in the whole round. Um, Ross, I have not seen Ross fight. So I need to go back through and look and see him fight. But if he's able to get any type of takedown and keep it to the ground mvp has got some tricks up his sleeve on the ground to get back to his feet but he's not a he's not a jiu-jitsu guy you know what i mean and we know that but getting in on him the speed the reach the range the precision that he hits with he's right on target i mean all the guys and people want this this is super accurate he's very accurate this is gonna be a hard fight for him i think regardless but it depends on ross on if he can cut the cage off if he can get him to faint him and make him react so he can try and do something off of it. I think really what threw MVP off in the first fight with, uh, or in the fight with Daly, is that Paul, he's got a pretty good takedown. You know, and he shoots it from so far away that you don't think it's coming, but it's there. And uh, he was able to get some takedowns on, on MVP. If Ross can do mimic something along those lines, he's got a good chance of at least, you know, inking out, you know, around, maybe even two. And all he needs to win is two because it's a five. It's not a five round fight. It's just three rounds. Um, do you think we should like see for me? I feel like because isn't Ross Houston? He used to be the champ for Cage uh, Bama. No, he was the uh, Cage, Cage Warriors. Cage Warriors. Okay, so he was the champ Warriors. for Cage Warriors. Knowing that he was a champ already, and MVP being one of the top guys, I think in Bellator. <clears throat> This should be one of those fights that I feel like if we were going to make exceptions for five round fights for main events, this should be yep. one of them. Yeah. Just my I opinion. I'm now, and I'm not on the five round fight for everyone. I'm not on that bandwagon. I like, if, I am. I'm not, I just think it's, <laughs> you know, there's fights that I, I just choose. I just choose not to see like here, like tonight, I could have seen that for three rounds. The Aldana fight. I could have seen that for three uh, rounds. You know, um, I mean, obviously, it's easier to say in hindsight. Like, you know, I already know. How well, it's always easier to say in hindsight when someone won every round. Yeah. Okay. But when you get that fight that is very close. Yeah. In the end of three rounds, oh, it could be going either way. You want to see that fourth and fifth round. Yeah. It's true. 
it's it just true. depends on the fight. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go towards MVP too because it's a riddle that not many people have been able to figure out. I mean, Lima had a hard time with him also until he clipped him and knocked him out. You know, so it was one of those things. Lima even he'll even tell you like it was the speed, the reach, how fast he was hitting me in in two you know one or two times before yeah. I was able to actually throw something back. Those are things that throw people off. When you thought you were going to get and reach into something and get there, and all of a sudden you're getting yep. touched before you get to that mark to throw, that's a problem. Yeah, that's what he brings. You know? And like you know, you said, you know, it's it's the reach, it's the accuracy. He hits the target. Yep. He when he's shooting for something, you know, be it with a punch, be it with a knee, be it with a kick, he's accurate. Yeah, you know? which is just you know, technically he's good. Well, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Check Congo getting able to fight in France, but let's be real. This is a fight he could very well lose. Absolutely. <laughs> your first fight, your first fight, the first MMA fight ever in France. And you, you are the it. co-main event, and there's a good chance you could lose to Tim Johnson. Well, he, he's already beaten Tim Johnson. Yes. Okay. He knocked Tim Johnson out, but I will say Tim Johnson was training and living in Dakota at the time and, you know, just wasn't there. He has been, he moved to Vegas. He's been training there. He's been training with everyone at Extreme Couture, you know, guys like Francis Ngannou and stuff. So he is not in the position where he's worried about the stand-up like he was before. He's got good wrestling. Now, Chet Congo's got good wrestling. Chet came from a stand-up game but became a really good wrestler. He's good at controlling. Yeah, Johnson, you take a look at his last two fights. First off, he knocked out Tyrell Fortune. You know, that was a big win. Big knockout because, I mean, he knocked him out. Yeah. And then he comes in and he beats Matt Mitrione and he put it on Matt. You know, there, it wasn't close. No. Nope. And Matt's athletic. Matt is fast and able to move. So, you know, Chuck isn't that guy that moves a lot. He's going to be right in front of Tim. Now, Tim obviously needs to be careful about getting clipped by Chuck, but when it gets into, you know, the grappling situation, he's going to be comfortable there. So you're right. You know, this could be a fight where it's the first fight in Paris for Chuck, but it doesn't end well for him. Yeah, it's but possibility. didn't Tim Johnson take the place of Minikoff? Because Chuck Congo was supposed to fight Minikoff. Yes. We were in, yes. not, we were in Connecticut. No, no, not, no, 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 no. Yes. <clears throat> no, Minikoff. <clears throat> Minikoff. He fought Minikoff. That wasn't for Czech Congo. Oh, gotcha. That was, okay. that was for somebody else. So Tim Johnson fought Minikoff because someone yes. else pulled out. Last the minute. That's right. Yes. That's right. Okay. I'm getting the fights mixed up. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah, it's just it's one of those hard fights for for Czech. I think however you slice it. If Czech's able to take Tim Johnson down and get on top, and I think he's got a better chance. We're gonna see a little bit of that old Vinch's boring Czech, maybe, you know. Um but but if Tim can you know keep it on the feet or gets to top position, he's got a better chance to think of winning. He's got some uh, big the, power, man. We saw that just with the way that, Yeah, just the way he's been throwing his hands lately, he's got more confidence. And as you always say, confidence is key. And when yes. you've got that confidence, now it's a different fight. And it's not that you know, look, Check could hit him with the same thing and hurt him. Because, you know, as at heavyweight, all it takes is one well placed shot. Yeah. There's enough torque and power and weight behind it to put anybody out. But right now, Tim Johnson's on a roll. He's looking good. He's fighting well. He does have that wrestling background that he can always go back to and get a hold of people. And you know, he's a bear, dude. He's a bear as far as man. He's big, 
hairy, strong, hairy chest, hairy as hell. That's it, <laughs> <laughs> except on his head. But uh, that's true. Uh, what's it? What's some other fights on that card? I think Dawa's on this card too. Yeah, Dawa's well, on the card against uh, yeah. Oliver Ankamp, young kid, like got that karate style, almost like the Stephen Thompson. Kind of looks like Stephen Thompson a little bit. Um, yeah. he's really yeah. young. I want to say he's only like 22, maybe 23 years old. He's a baby. Oliver's good. Yeah. He's got good, yeah. All- good cardio. The only thing I don't like is he gets a little sloppy. So he's 29. God, he looks like a baby. Uh, he gets, he gets not sloppy. His limbs are so long. He leaves himself out of position sometimes to get into the, some, so, like to leave himself open to get clipped with something on a counter. That's all. I think uh, we're going to find out, though. Dawa being, what, 35 years old? Dawa's a good fighter. He's, he's tough. power. Well, he's he's athletic. Yes. Uh, he's got good stand-up, but I don't think that this is a good fight for Dawa. I think Oliver Camp overall, just has the better skill set. He's better everywhere. Hmm. Yeah, the young age. I'm 29. Should be reaching your prime. He's got like, a, he still almost has like a little bit of that baby fat on him. When I met him, baby when I, fat. Yeah, when you I, got no baby fat. When, when I'm it do, not not Dawa, I'm talking about M Camp. M Camp doesn't have baby fat. He looks like he does. Oh my god! <laughs> Next fight, it like, I mean, podcast Dave's ran away with the baby fat. It's like in his cheeks and shit now. He just carries that shit. Ever. So I saw. Uh, to me, I've always been a big fan of uh, Saul Rogers. So oh, I he's know you fighting uh, Mezidov or Mezi Mezidov. Mezidov. Mezidov should be a fun fight. Um. I just seen highlights of Mezidov. I haven't seen anything else. Harvey's but, good, but so, you know me. I, I'm a fan of Saul Rogers. He's tough, man. He's game. He's ready to go down. He's ready to wrestle. He's ready to do it all. He's got to work on his, his stand up though. His boxing and his kickboxing. You got to work on. Have a little more confidence in it. But he's he's strong, man. He's a strong, strong guy for the weight class. He needs Power to house. utilize his wrestling that he is good at. Yeah, you know, guys, you know especially being from England, you don't get a lot of guys that are, are just, they got good wrestling off the start. Sal Rogers is a good wrestler and he needs to be using that skill set if he wants to get a, rent, a win against Mezidov. Mezidov's got good stand-up. He's sharp. So not that Sal can't be in there with him, but he's got, you know, I think Sal's last fight was against Weichel, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Daniel Weichel. Okay. Well, so that's Austria is where Mezvedov comes from, and Weichel's Germany. They're close, <laughs> and they fight similar. Now, I'll give Weichel's better on the ground, but that's, uh, I don't, th- I don't think you want to be in the stand-up that long. Sal, Sal needs to take it down. Let's go. Let's go. I can't wait to see this fight. This could be, this could be a good little card. What other fights yeah, on there? Not bad. A little so, ground and pound action will do him well. I train with uh, Mads Bernal at, mm-hmm. at uh, Couture's place. He was out there for a bit, and I trained with him a little bit there. He's got a, he's got a slick little uh, Japanese necktie that he likes to hit from everywhere. So uh, you got to be worried of that. Uh, I think he was in the UFC for a show or two and then didn't do well. I think he's got two losses there. I think they let him go. But um, overall, he's he's tough. He's good. I haven't seen the other guy fight. Darko Benovic. Yeah, he's have a good fighter. Good fighter. Talk to me. I would I would say Mads Brunel is the should be the favorite in that matchup. Mm-hmm. He's got the better overall game. He's definitely got a better submission game. Um, but it's a good matchup. I, you know, if if Brunel goes in there, you know, not in shape or makes big mistakes, mm-hmm. he'll lose. Other than that, he'll win. 
Got it. Ryan Scope. That's a good fight. Scope against Omer. Alan Omer is, he's good. He is tough. He's, I want to say, probably close to 30 fights now. Yeah. He's, he's only lost a couple. You know, he, he was fighting in, uh, he fought in the UFC, didn't do well. He lost, a, he won one and lost two or something. But, Got it. Um, he was fighting in Brave. He fought Robbie Peralta there, choked Robbie Peralta out in Brave. God. He's his his whole game has really stepped up because he was really a stand up fighter before. Now he's got more of the full game. I mean, he lost to Jimmy uh, Allers in the UFC, and that was a split. That was a great fight, tough fight. He could have won that one, uh, and then he's on like a five fight win streak uh, from the point where he left the UFC. So he's God. good. He's 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 fun to watch. Ryan Scope's got some soul searching to do. That's to, the real question yeah. in this one, in my opinion. Yeah, he needs to he needs to figure it out, man. Like you either want to be a fighter or you don't, or do you want to just look the part and not be one? So I mean, I, I was high on him when he fought Patriki because I felt like there was moments there where he could have could have done more to beat Patriki, but he didn't. Yeah. But uh the Peter Quilly fight, he just he made he made a mistake. He just he thought he had it finished. He thought the fight was done. He jumped in. Peter Quilly was able to survive the you know, um, the onslaught, the onslaught got exhausted, got back up to his feet and he just folded under pressure. The other thing as well is I, when we talk about weight cuts, I, I you've kind of started swaying me a little bit more towards, hey. Hey, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but I also feel though in moments like this, because when him and Peter Quigley showed up in Ireland, when they fought, he approached Peter and goes, Hey, you know what? How much you weigh? And Peter's like, Oh, you know, I weigh about 170 right now. He's like, oh, I'm 171. He's like, uh, why don't we check each other's weights on the scale, see where they're at. They both went and checked. He's like, do you mind just fighting us right here? We don't have to cut weight. And both of them agreed. Perfect. In my mind, I, I get it. I understand that. But see, for me as a fighter, and I've been doing it for all my, my whole life, I'm thinking to myself, all I've done is what cut weight for these things. It's a, it's like a tradition. I get it. It's a ritual. It's a ritual. It's, a, it's like this thing that you go through to like let you let your mind like click in. That okay, it's fight time. I, it's maybe it's just me, and I think you've heard this from a lot of other fighters. Probably no, the same I have. thing. But he, when he did that, and then for him to go through what he went through in that fight, where he, you know, he clipped Peter with a, a head kick, sacked Peter to his ass, jumped on him, beat him up for the next two minutes, gassed himself out. Peter got back to his feet and just fucking put it on him, and was able to finish him. But he folded. I don't I just in my mind I'm thinking to myself you'd be a different fighter had you made the weight for yourself and mentally to put yourself through that maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm right I guess for me I'm in my mind I think that's like that's what helps me get prepared is like okay it's that click of you made weight you've done the very last thing you were supposed to do keep eating clean and clean until fight time and you're good to go okay so let's say two days before your fight so one day before weigh-ins your weighing will say 163 pounds and your opponent comes up and says hey look it i weigh 163 pounds right now how much do you weigh you say i weigh 163 too you want to just say hey we'll fight at 163 that way you don't have to go through any more cutting and i don't have to go through any more you would have said nope i want to i want to cut the weight probably you're a dumb some no you want to know why no, <laughs> i love because, you but you're dumb as a yeah, rock you want to know why because i i honestly if if the opponent would have came to me and said hey do you want to just meet it this way? I'm thinking to myself, you're probably already dehydrated. You're enough. thinking of weakness. Yeah, That's I'm thinking exactly you're. Right. I'm thinking you're weak. That's one. Two is I'm also thinking that you're probably already dehydrated quite a bit. 
and that you're just you're, you're stressing to have to cut the rest. And no, I already know I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it easily. So you're going to fucking make the weight like I'm going to make the weight. And then we'll see what happens when it comes back to rehydration. And we saw this happen last weekend with uh, Paul Daly. He cut too much weight. His body started locking up on him and he couldn't fight. Yep. And so when yep. that happens, then when that happens, that's something in my mind. I'm like, no, you're going to suffer like I'm going to suffer. And we're going to both suffer together. And at the end, we'll see who suffered less because I'll probably have more energy by the time it comes fight time. When Ryan Scope walked up to Peter Queeley and goes, hey, why don't we just meet at this weight? And Peter was like, this is strange. I've never had this happen to me before. In my mind, he's got to be thinking like you're weak. Like, you know, like you mentally just don't want to okay. go through the weight cut. But that's okay. If you're saying that about, about your opponent, you know, he's weak. I got him. He has a weakness. I can see it. That's all right. Why do you want to put your body through something that is bad for it? I think it's just a ritual, like you said. It's a ritual. Really? It's a, it's a confidence thing. It's like it's a it's a confidence thing. It helps build my confidence. I but did everything also, I possibly you did. You could also the be camp. in the situation. You could be in the situation of Derek Anderson, where yeah. now you're not even going to get to fight because your that guy sucks. is now pulled out. That sucks. It does suck. It sucks yeah, big time. That does. That's worse than any of it. But he still got paid, so I'm not too. Concerned. Yeah, but still, you know, <laughs> you, you're getting paid. Yeah, but I know. When you've put in that type of effort and you get ready, and then you go through that process, and then it's pulled from you, horrible. Especially Derek Anderson, someone who has he's just he's been plagued with injuries, and then he finally gets to the fight, and you're there to make weight, and then your opponent doesn't. He you're was thinking, ready too. You're thinking to yourself. Fuck, man, really? Like, I've done everything I can. I finally make it to the fight, and fucking my opponent doesn't make weight or he cramps up, whatever it is. Bottom line is, is I, I think I think they'll probably still take that fight, and they'll reschedule in the next probably two, three weeks. I mean, they may even try to put that fight onto one of these other backup cards. If they he was still. ready for that fight. I did the interviews with him and stuff, man. Mm -hmm. He, yeah, you because know, I'm always, you know, dogging him about, He's hey, you're going to fight smart. Oh, yeah, because, but he can be pulled into the brawl. Yes. And I said, all right, you know, you did this against this guy and did this against this guy. So you got Paul Daly. He goes, oh, I'm going to fight smart until he hits me. I'm just going to set my feet and we're going to dogfight it out. <laughs> I went, oh, God. It dang, look at you, man. I love it. But, I love watching him fight. He's fun to fight. Oh, he's fun. He's a tough dude. What other fights on there, bud? That's a good one. Which one? Oh, Elias Belade. I heard Belade. he's hurt is good no he they moved him oh so he was on this, this card today the milan card no he was on the milan card from uh the first they moved him to this got card. it so he's on this one that dude's stand-up is sharp yeah he's fun to watch I've, I've brought him up several times now uh he to me i feel like has the best kickboxing in mma kickboxing i'm not saying he Look is the you. best yeah, stand-up guy don't get me wrong is he and Different styles, very different styles. He's sharp. Yes, Elias Blade will That's why throw. He's called the Blade. They'll call him. He'll throw three or four punch combinations, finish with the kick, come back with one or two punches, and finish with the head kick. He will put it together that way. I'm I'm not trying to say that any of the other guys are that are not good. I'm just simply saying to me, this kid has some nasty, nasty stand up on the on the fees. I would put him in the top three or four probably in, in all of MMA as far as stand up. Uh he's working on his ground. I've seen him do a little bit of his wrestling and some jujitsu on his last fight. He is getting better on the ground. No, he's not a, I don't he's not black belt level, you know, but I mean he is he's very talented. He's got good take. That's all he talks fights. about is his ground. He says, Oh you're gonna see I'm gonna be submitting people. 
Like you can tell he's an athlete. When you, when you fight stand up, like you don't have to submit people. <laughs> you just gotta stay off your back, buddy. You're good. That's it, man. <laughs> and he's got pretty good takedown defense as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're gonna keep giving him guys that want to stand, but these guys, when they feel like they want to stand, they don't stand very long. They all start long. shooting. The last guy he fought did stand the whole time, but I mean, he the guy, the last guy didn't have it. I don't think he had another alternative though. He was mainly a stand up guy, and it became down to um, him just getting his legs chopped up, and it was nasty. And his kicks are hard and nasty. He's got, he's good, and I've said this a couple times. And I think feel like he's probably in the top two or three uh, kickboxers in all of MMA. So should be fun to watch. Uh, he's always fun to watch. Good compliment. Uh, pull up. Who else? Dun, dun, dun. Who else on that car? Oh, Dominic Wooding, very good. Diada's very Terry Brazier. Good. Yep. Ter oh, Ter oh, I didn't even see Terry on there. Sorry, I passed Terry. Up Terry. My bad. Yeah. Terry Brazier, Brazier. Yeah. Brazier. Um. I here. I'm a big fan of Terry. Problem was, the last time he fought, I was very upset with him. Very. Well, he didn't very, fight well. <laughs> didn't fight well, but very disrespectful nope. afterwards. Just I and I'm in there just trying to do a normal interview and he grabs the mic out of my hand and just starts yelling profanity. It just I'm like, you're better than this, bud. Like a lot better than this. And I know it's frustrating. He fought uh Soren Bach, uh kid from uh Denmark, I believe. Denmark? What's it? Anyways, yeah, he fought Soren Bach. He fought he just all wrestled him, just wrestled him to death. Basically gave him the Khabib. Yeah. Khabib without his without his effective ground and pound, but gave, gave him the Khabib. Just laced the legs, Khabib took him down, him. took the back, gave him the Khabib. Yeah, so it was a good fight, like in terms of dominated. We got dominated, but he just couldn't stop the takedown. But just I didn't like the unprofessionalism after. He's better than that. I know he is, and I think he knows that as well. But that it kind of that bothered me a little bit. The Dominic Wooding, Dominic Wooding's good. He's got fast hands, good good on the feet. Um, a lot of the, I've I've learned though that a lot of the UK guys they lack. They lack the combination of putting the takedown defense and the and the jiu-jitsu together. They're all down to gunsling on the feet, and they're all down to grapple and wrestle. But they're not down. They, they haven't quite figured, not all of them, but a lot, a lot of the guys that I feel like we've signed, they haven't learned how to mesh it together. So the punching to the takedown, don't get it, come back up, knees, elbows, clinches, drop back down on the legs. They haven't really learned how to tie it all together. There's, just we, we call it chain wrestling. Yeah. They, that's the one thing I see. Yeah. They don't have that. They cannot take from one technique, switching it to another technique, switching it back or to yeah. another third technique, and then back to your first. That chain wrestling creates openings that your opponent is defending, defending, and he can't fill that defense all the way through and eventually the takedown happens and that's where you'll get a lot of these fights will end up they'll get stuck on the cage and you don't get the takedown yeah. because they don't chain it together yeah, very but true all right it's all pull, good pull up the UFC be an interesting fight. card pull up the ufc card the ufc card the ufc card for next week yeah marlon marais against come on podcast dave no, he's not. He's not fighting podcast. I'll keep for podcast, Dave. <laughs> this should be a good fight. Corey Sanhagen against Marlon Marais at UFC Fight Night. What is it? One seventy nine or something like that. Yes. Does he get it? They don't call it that anymore, though. They call it. Um, they just call it Vegas or Fight Island. Well, they're called Fight Island now. There's All right. Well, that's it. Bum bum bum. Boom, boom, boom. He did. Marlon against Corey. What do you think? 
Corey I'm coming sorry. off a loss to yeah. Aljamain Sterling. Marlon coming off of a win quite a while ago against Jose Aldo. Yeah. But, a lot, but some people didn't think he won, but he did. He won the fight. I'm, so, I'm going to go Round with Marlon, man. Mar Marlon, I think, to me is he's still... He, he hasn't quite conquered what he wants. He's still driven by that title. And so I just, I feel like he's right there. He knows he's right there. I don't think Sanhagen's long, lanky speed, got good power, you know, but he just doesn't have what Marlon has. I think, I think the longer the fight goes, though, I'd give it to Sanhagen more because we've of seen course. Marlon get tired. But not a lot of guys can deal with what Marlon has to, to dish out for the first three rounds. And I, I, think, I think Marlon's going to be able to put him away. I would say probably sometime probably in the third round. He's going to have to get him out of there at the end of the second or the third. Yeah. I was going to say, let's get into the third round. Yeah. But I think in the second or the third, I think also too. Corey's Marlon, got a gas tank, man. Yeah. But Marlon's learned a lot, I think, also too from the, the Henry Cejudo fight as well as the Jose Aldo fight. You know, um, and I think guys have learned how to, to, to break him, not break him, but have made him realize that he needs to not throw everything with power. He's going to have to find ways to conserve energy in positions where he's dominating you know uh he's good he's good all the way around he he's probably one yes, of the most well-rounded mma fighters i think i've seen in a long long time but he never uses his ground he doesn't he doesn't which he should because he's got he's yes got, he should yeah um i'm gonna give it to marlon uh for the first three rounds i think he's gonna be trying to survive in that fourth and fifth if it gets to that far depending on how much damage he's able to do to sanhagen in the first three rounds yeah, I love I love Corey Sanhagen. I think he's fun to watch. I think he's entertaining. He's uh, he's that he's kind of like the the that next breed. He's not quite there. He's a little bit old for it. But you know the young kids that are coming up that just do everything well. Yeah, Corey Sanhagen's that he's that guy. He does everything well. But I agree with you in the fact I think this is gonna be a hard fight for him. Marlon Marlon's got a lot more experience. Has fought actually better people overall, and I think that experience is going to pay off in the end for Marlon. So, hmm. but it should be a fun fight. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I think so as well. Should be fun. Um, Edson Barbosa against Maquan Amerkani. That's a good one. I've never seen Amerkani fight. Amerkani's good. He's from. I want to say. I want to say he's from. Either Switzerland or Sweden. Finland. Not Finland. sure. Says oh, Mr. Finland. Okay. Finland is his name. Says so Mr. Maybe know Finland. Nothing of the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's good. He's tough. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's from Finland. Yeah. Because he's got, he's got good Finland. submissions. He's got some good submissions. He's got, um, he's got good stand up. He's a good fighter. I think people are going to be counting Edson out based upon how many fights has Edson lost in a row now? I want to say uh, three, four, three or four. Okay. Yeah. But look at who he fought. Justin Gaethje, he lost. Okay. Then Paul Felder, who he had beaten before, and that was a really close fight, uh, split decision loss. And then he lost that split decision fight to Dan yeah. Ige, which was a good fight. And I thought Barbosa won. So you could look at a couple of those right there and you go, eh. You know, he, he lost Kevin Lee, and you know, I did the last fight I ever refereed was him against uh, Khabib. And you can take a look and say, well, he's only got one one win in his last six fights. Okay? 
but he's a lot better fighter than that. And yeah. you take a look at who he's fought compared to who Americani's been fighting. There's just a different level. Yeah. And Edson still, his stand-up is freaking phenomenal. He's still fast. He's still got a freaking potent jab. He's still got beautiful leg kicks. They're fast. They're hard. He brings it up to the head, you know, every now and then to, to trick you and stuff. I honestly think, in the end, I think Essen Barbosa gets the win here. Amarcani, yeah. is he someone that comes forward and pushes the pace? He does. Does he have? And big, he's good on the ground. Does he I will have tell you, he's power? got some really good submissions. Why do I have to tell you what kind of power he has? I'm asking you. What's your idea? What's your What's your idea? I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't seen him power. fight. I haven't seen him fight. So my thoughts on him is that. Like I feel like the game plan has been laid out on how to beat Barboza. It's to sure stay it inside the boxing range, stay outside of the kicking stay range. Out, stay outside of the kicking range. All the way outside the kicking range or all the way inside the all boxing the inside. range. Yep. And you got to make him work at every turn because you can tell his shoulders get heavy as he goes on. His Dave, arms show the get people heavy. that armorcani has been fighting. Yeah, I never heard of any of them. <laughs> Jason Knight got a win against I'm Jason kidding. Knight. Kidding, Jason's a tough dude. Right, Andy Oogle, you know, and th that's the big difference. You know, he's got a loss yeah. to Shane Burgos, who's a stud. But there's also less miles yeah. on him then because of this. You can yes, look there at, is. You look at it that way. No doubt about His it. His chin may no take shots that that Barboza can after being knocked out by Gaethje and being dropped by all these other guys. I mean, Barboza's been there's been questions and there's always been questions about his chin. So who are you taking? I, I mean, I haven't seen the other guy fight, so I really can't get into it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna probably lean towards Barboza because I've seen him fight a bunch of times, and like you said, the level of competition has definitely been higher for Big him. Big difference. But then the, there's the miles on him, the miles on his body. I mean, he's been dropped a lot, you know, and he's he's been he's been fucking bullied around too by guys like Khabib, you know, Ooh. and Gate. I'm like, there's guys that have just fucking put it on him. So, I mean, there's a lot of miles on him as well. And, you know, like, I know he looked good against Danny Ige as far as, like, he looked in better shape going into the third, into the third round. But he, um, like, how will his body adjust for this weight cut as well? Like, he, that's a lot of weight he's cutting. He seems like he's a big guy. He's 5'11", 145. That's fucking big. Can't imagine. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not 5'11", but... Damn, having to cut, like, it was hard for me to make 55, and I don't have a lot of muscle. That guy's ripped. Look at his fucking body. He looks like a fucking Greek god. Look at him. I mean, he's got thick legs. He's got you know, small waist, but his shoulders, his back, his, he's, uh, he's shredded. That's a lot of weight to carry. That's a lot of muscle to carry around, cutting all that weight down to 45. Uh, I'm going to lean towards Barboza just because I haven't seen the other guy fight, but and, and the level of competition, you know. Don't stop laughing at me. I see you laughing. Don't you freaking laugh at me. You're laughing because I don't know. I don't know the other guy. I haven't seen I know guy. you don't. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, who else is on here? I love this guy here. Uh Thomas Almeida's fighting the unknown fighter. Great. That should be a oh, good that's one. a good one. That's I'm, a good I'm gonna one. take the uh unknown fighter. So <laughs> no. Um oh. overall though, who ben else? Ben Rothwell against Marcin Tibera. Okay. Got gotta have the uh the obligatory heavyweight fight in there. Yes. Ben Rothwell is just a freaking, he's a zombie. In this, you yeah. know, also a big, hairy, hard hitting zombie, but a nice guy. He's great guy, dude. And he just keeps coming forward. 
he's you know he's got he's actually his ground's gotten better he's got some good submissions in him i think the overall it's going to be a hard fight for tybura tybura can stay on the outside which he's good at at times he's got a chance but ben's going to keep ben's just going to walk you down yeah so tybura's got to get used to being the guy that's moving backwards on his horse and trying to get away from what ben does yeah, Ben just need my only knock on Ben is he needs to get a little bit more punch output. If he had a little bit more punch output, like in the first round versus in the third, where he just starts like throwing and throwing and throwing and walking people down and making them really tired and then fucking them up. If he started doing that earlier, the fight probably wouldn't go into the third round. Yeah, but that's his style. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. That's his why style. I call him the zombie. Yes. <laughs> he takes freaking abuse. It's crazy. He takes a beating. Yeah. Even against Kane when he first came into the UFC. Yeah. You remember that fight? Yep. Kane took him down God knows how many times. Yeah. Yeah. And he just kept getting back up and Kane would take him down and hammer him more. You know, but he's just a, he's a tough dude. He has just a, for a big guy, he's got a good gas tank. He doesn't really gas out. He just keeps coming forward. For heavyweights, that's the hardest thing for those fucking guys to deal with. Hell yeah. These guys man. have a gas tank. That's why Kane was so good, is because people just couldn't keep the pace. So uh pull up any what do we got? Any news? Give us some news here, Dave. Um give us some news. I think Billy Tellier was not. Paul Daly said his la his next fight will be at 175 and his last. Oh. It is his retirement oh. fight. He did say who he wanted to fight. I can't remember who it was. Okay. Obviously, but, it's not Derek Anderson. <laughs> no, it's not Derek Anderson. Oh, let's see. Since he's, uh, I don't think Derek Anderson would take a fight with him since he's pulled out on him twice. Yeah. And the second one wasn't really his call. They made the call for him. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Let's see who else you got here, Dave. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, let's talk real quick on the Chris Wyman thing. He says well, Chris Wyman saying that he's the best fight to beat Adesanya. Yes, not even close. I love Chris, and it's not even close. Yeah, Chris, Sorry. Chris, Chris may get like one. Him. Chris may get one takedown. No, he will not. But is he going to get back up? I'm just simply saying, Chris got a really good single leg dump. You know, yeah. but but I'm saying he's got to get it. And if he doesn't get it early, it's gonna be a it'll be a sh it'll actually be a short night for him. <laughs> it'll yeah. be a quick fight no. after that. Once he can't yeah, get that takedown, it's gonna be a hard one. But let's talk about the fight that really needs to happen, which we did last week a little bit. Izzy and John Jones. <laughs> Dana talked about it a little bit. He kind of threw some some uh, glad some that he light, figured it out. Some light you know, on there. This might be the fight to on, make. They've been on social media going after each other, and then it finally it, it did what I said. It, it crossed the line. You know when you when you start what? saying and it, well look at and, and, and cross the line. You know, no matter what, you don't bring family members. In any fashion, in any way, screw them all into any of that crap. <laughs> yeah, screw them all. Listen Let them do it. Let them do it. You don't bring family members in. You don't bring religion in. Yeah. You know, you don't bring anything like that into it because that's where things start to go downhill. Well, well and, uh, why the reason why done. I don't the reason why I don't like when they get it too personal is that then becomes like a, a grudge match. We've said this, and I've said this a bunch of times. Many times. The, the fight ends out. up being a shitty fight because no one wants to throw the fucking punch. 
They don't want to be the guy that, the, that lost to the guy that was all yeah, that shit. Talking. So you end up with guys just circling around, one punch, one punch, one kick, one kick, maybe a takedown, half asset, half hearted ass takedown. It's garbage. And so Well, I I look at it this way. And I could be wrong, but right now, John's got John is he's the full package. Izzy is not the full package. Yeah. Izzy, Izzy can knock John out, let's say. It's a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but he could. But if the fight goes onto the ground, they're at different levels. Oh, yeah. Because John doesn't have, like, you know, if you want to say a credentialed, you know, belt in jujitsu. The some bitch is good. Yeah. He has tapped out a ton of black belts. Yeah. Okay. He's got everything. His wrestling is solid. He took DC down whenever he wanted to, it seemed like it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. No, no, no. Bullshit. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Calm he got to the down. point in the first fight, DC stopped even fighting just to try to take him down. And he did. He took him down and he popped right back up. So his level of MMA wrestling is outstanding. Don't make me jump through this camera and smack you around. Come on, jump through, baby. Jump <laughs> talk, through. Talk about my boy like that. Jeez. <laughs> nah, I get you. I, I understand. I understand, though, for sure. It's just the truth. His he's good. freaking MMA good. wrestling is outstanding. And His he's, wrestling he's a is lot, good. He's a lot stronger than people realize. You know, they think he's got skinny legs, and he's not that strong. Super strong. Yeah. Guy's got leverage strength. He's the full package. The longer, and, and I, everything is about, you know, that you have your biological age and you have your, you know, what your body is. And then in, when you're fighting, you also have that mileage. John's been fighting a lot of good guys for a long time now. Yeah. And he's taking more and more abuse As in lately. his last five, six fights. Yeah. You know, and so it's starting to add up. The longer this goes without them fighting, the better chance Israel Adesanya has in beating John Jones, in my opinion. The sooner this happens, the less chance he has in beating John Jones. Just in my opinion. Yeah, I think if Izzy plays it right and does the Floyd Mayweather and waits till he's out of his prime, oh, exactly. <clears throat> that'd be brilliant. If he, I think if he waits another year and a half. If he waits another year and a half, two. maybe two, yeah. maybe two, yeah. somewhere in there, yeah. I think Izzy will will be coming in. To, he's already coming to his own, but I'm saying like just dominating his division. There's really nowhere else, no one else for him to beat. So if you give it another year and a half, I think you, you have no other choice to really make that fight. You've got Hermanson, you've got Kenanier, and you've got who else? I think that's pretty much that's all the guys that are left for him to beat, you know, in that division. So outside of those guys, I mean, then that makes sense. You know, but that's once he fights, if it, once he fights Cannonier, that'll be another six months. Then he fights yeah. Herman. Let's just say Hermanson. He gets there. You fight Hermanson. That that's going to be a year, year and a half, you know. And then you have time for the John Jones build up and all that shit. You, might, I feel like you got to strike, strike when it's hot. Who else is in there? You got Yoel Romero, Darren Till. Maybe you throw the Darren Till in there, depending on, you know. I would like to see Darren Till and Paul Acosta. That would be a good fight. Fucking A. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah let's well, do it. We're going to make that fight. Over here, make, make a matchmaker. And Derek Brunson, <laughs> he's been looking good, too. He looked good his last fight. He looked real good his last fight. Derek looked great in his last fight. You know, but so, he's going yeah. against a young kid, too. Yeah, very true. Let's be honest. Very true. Very true. Um, Overall, what, what's some other news? What else you got in there? Can I say overall, what's some other news? There's 
Nah, Colby's everywhere. <laughs> Colby's everywhere right now. Colby Covington? Yeah. Yeah, there's really not. Like, this wasn't a... There was, there was, there was uh, a lot of the stuff around the Dana White and Connor DMs, but we talked about that last yeah, week. Yeah, we talked about that last week. <laughs> you know. Uh, who was it that Paul Daly was supposed to be asking to fight? Let's Come see. on, you're supposed to look it up. Possible. Let's see. Let's see. Dana White says, "Yeah, Dana White says John Jones is the is the fight to make." There's that. It Paul is the fight to make. Paul Daly announces his retirement um, schedule. I guess <laughs> final is fight after one. What did he say he wanted to fight though? Let's see. Uh, so I take on Derek Anderson. Um, that was who he's supposed to fight. That's who he was supposed to fight, but then he he said he tried to call somebody out for that last fight. Um, opponent location to be confirmed. Um, Interesting. That's all he really. They didn't. They didn't say the name. Doesn't look like he um, indicated the final fight. Yeah, it's, it says um, be a possibility of promotion matches him up with uh, Anderson again, um, but. That's that's all it says. That won't be his retirement fight. Nope. Not at 175. Interesting. All right. What's my favorite memory of Paul Daly? My favorite memory is I have two of them. One is when uh, he sucker punched Josh Koscheck because Josh was my teammate at the end. And I thought it was just, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? I mean, not that he, not that he sucker punched Josh. I was just like, Josh, Josh could make a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sucker punching. But, and I just I, w- I wasn't I wasn't like happy that he did it. I'm just simply saying I was like it was one of those things like what the fuck is going on? I can't believe this is happening right here. And then of course the uh, <laughs> Nick Diaz and Paul Daly fight oh, will go down in history was. is probably to me is the the greatest one round fight ever. It was great it was fight, fucking phenomenal, phenomenal. Freaking referee stopping that fight, what an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> we got you know, <laughs> yeah, we got to start just throwing those guys out. Yep, <laughs> get rid of them. Oh man. All right, well, uh, all right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it, enjoyed our show. Uh, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button on all the audio platforms that we're available on. Um, the main ones are iTunes and Spotify as well, so go ahead and click those. YouTube, hit the thumbs up. That shares our videos to everyone else. We thank you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Big John, we got a lot of stuff coming up, man. I can't wait. We the, do. The France fight, the Paris fight, France fight for Bellator is a big deal because of the first MMA promotion to uh, – to be held in France. And so that's a big deal for, for us, not just for us, big but deal for, for, the MMA. Sport, for the sport yep. itself. So that's amazing. I'm excited for that. All the fights. Uh, make sure you guys tune in and watch all the fights. I believe Bellator is on Saturday, right? With the earlier fight. So we'll be on pretty much from like noon to four. I think is kind of how it goes. And then as soon as that wraps up, the UFC will be on right after that. So, Hey guys, you guys have, we're going to be stuck doing fight after fight after fight for the rest of the year. And I'm got to yeah, tell you, buddy. I'm fucking excited. I'm really good. excited. So hope you go, hopefully you guys enjoy the show and uh, have a good weekend and enjoy the rest of your uh, week. And we'll talk to you guys soon. John, bye. Later. <laughs> <laughs>